Right. It's not called trash. It's called recycle bin. That's right. I always, I always have trouble with recycle that. bin future. Like, what am I recycling? It's just data. What's <sighs> well, right. more eco conscious this way, Ross? Bunch of like um, reference photos of the various national banks of the U.S. That's it. How do you, wait, Rob, how are you out of storage? I have given you so many storage devices in my life. Yeah, and we make a video <laughs> podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta start deleting the old ones. You gotta make like lost episodes. Oh no! Oh no! What on earth? Okay, <laughs> okay I'm excited. Let me, let me swap. If we just one week, here. we don't feel like recording. We just repost like the dead cast used to do. <laughs> We're this... just like, nah, <laughs> we're not doing this. Okay, I believe everything is going. Everyone can see the thing, right? I have a monster energy. I have a thing. I'm fine. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me actually see if I have enough space on my computer. Oh, Christ. Uh, this thing is like 100 gigabytes of storage. It's not That's great. so goddamn depressing. At least uh, I hear you. 100 hours worth of okay, recording. No, I, 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 so. I, have, I have 50 gigs. I have 50 gigs. 46.3 terabytes available on the, uh, on the server. God, I'm oh, so fucking good, jealous. Good for oh. you, Liam. Thank you, Roz. <laughs> How many hard drives have I given you? So many hard drives, Roz. And what do you do with them? You squander them. Just like you squandered your inheritance, and you disappoint your father. You're just you like your father. He's not at all like his father. That's the funny part. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I, I guess we're podcasting now. Yeah, I guess we are. Yeah, okay, let's all go right. for it. All right. What is a podcast? I this this, this thing this, that we're doing this, right this now. Is, this is this is a podcast called "Well, There's Your Problem." Welcome to "Well, There's Your Problem," a podcast about engineering <laughs> disasters, which also has slides. Uh, I am Justin Rosniak, the person who is talking right now. My pronouns are he and him. Okay. Uh, I'm Alice Caldwell Kelly. I'm the person who's talking now. My pronouns are she and her. Liam. Hey, it's me. Hi, I'm Liam Anderson. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Seamus Malikav Sali. Um, I'm a reporter, and my pronouns are he, him. Oh, oh yeah, we you. got a guest. We got we a, a guest. We got a guest who knows what he's talking well, I about. Just, I just felt, you know, I should, I should explain. I'm not on this podcast regularly. I don't know if any new <laughs> listeners here, they think I'm here. No, I'm not. No, we, we, a very well there's your problem welcome to Seamus who has been on Trash Future a bunch of times because yes. we're going to talk about Gulf State mega projects yes we're, we're going to talk about all the all the wonderful things happening in or around the Persian Gulf with regard to uh, sometimes building things but usually getting halfway through and giving up uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know uh, but first, we have to do the goddamn news. Yeah, I got the right drop this time. Look at you. Right. I'm learning. Oh, shit. <laughs> Where did you find this picture? Where did you find this picture? Who told you? Where did you find this? <laughs> I told you, do not post this on the internet. Lots. I am very disappointed. Oh so god. Okay. We gotta we gotta talk about um Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is a freshman. Uh, congressional representative from Georgia's 14th district. Some uh, some Facebook posts of hers resurfaced recently. Um, 
where she alleged uh, the existence of a Jewish space laser. <laughs> I, I want to clarify, as the only Jewish person on this podcast, it is real, folks. It is real. We are coming for you. you I, I do got to say to that one guy on Twitter who's been pissing me off all day by trying to be an edgy Nazi, but he's not so good at it. Specifically, I will, and you'll probably have to bleep this. I will take the Jewish space laser and I will melt your nuts clean off your body, son. So that's right. Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, said in a Facebook post two years ago that there was a nefarious plot afoot where a Rothschild owned space laser was being used to start wildfires in California in order to clear space for high-speed rail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No, we, I'm just thinking yes. about the, like, energy, sort of the energy cost of that. Did, well, well, hey, we did the estimates, okay? We were gonna do rods for the gods, but uh, yeah, you know, there there's so many guy, easy ways so to start. For, like California, no, Northern California, by this point is like kindling entirely, and, and yet, and and yet, you guys looked at this and you said, "No, we're gonna be extra. We're gonna do a space laser," and I appreciate that. I love well, that. Thank for you. you. You know, we. I will at the next cabal meeting. I will uh, pass along your feedback. Now you're Muslim, so I'll probably get thrown in gulag but yeah <laughs> wouldn't it be rods from uh god singular yeah it was yeah, just god yeah, yeah that's yeah. why we went with the laser because Maybe we like, could only have one rod there's only one god you know how it works out talmud forbids us from uh you know multiple <laughs> rod gods so we figured all right fucking space laser right you know you go do the estimates you go talk to rabbi herschel and he's just off well i wanted the cost estimates had to say about this and then you're on the phone to the fucking hedge funds being like guys we have to fucking cover and they're just like no we don't you don't even come to shul and then you're calling your mama at 2 a.m and being like mom can I please borrow $200 billion? I need a space laser. And your mom's just like, how come you never visit me? I'll come back to your bar mitzvah, we never saw you again. And, I, and I'm just out here at 2 a.m. talking to some asshole, you know, New York rabbi who thinks he's fucking better than me. No, no, no. Okay, we went with the space laser. You're welcome. Why not, why not have locks from the gods? I don't Ooh. like locks. I think I might have a two on the nose. I'm thinking you drop a giant bagel from orbit, and it sort of oh, rolls across the <laughs> landscape, right? Thereby clearing a linear path for high-speed rail. Was this like your flying crowbar idea where we figured you could just drop shit out the back if a thing was moving fast enough and that could be an effective bomber? Yes, but this one is a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> who, who likes unleavened bread now? Try your leavened houses. I, 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 I hate to bring I hate to bring this this back to Earth necessarily, but I am I am always kind of intrigued by the Jewish space laser thing because like KKK guys talk about it like a pretty substantial amount and like the Rothschilds are like kind of like shady and all of that like you don't see what they do but I figure like a space laser would be like kind of obvious to see. I was about to like, say, yeah, yeah. look like, up. Do I look up? There's a giant laser coming down, and then nobody sees it. There's no video of it, but we're just supposed to assume that there's this giant thing up in space that you can't see. Because I don't know. I believe the sky is a shield 
planted by the government so that you can't see God. Oh yeah, the pharmacist. The pharmacist who like destroyed a bunch of COVID vaccine doses said that he thought that the sky was fake. Yeah. Is it what? What? He yeah, said that he I, thought it well, was like it was designed so that you couldn't look up and see God. Oh, is that like a biblical firmament thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I thought, oh, I thought, oh, that, wow, I thought okay. God made the firmament, though. Yeah. No, okay. that was the government. Actually, that was us too. You're welcome. <laughs> we got there first. We got there first, and we thought, ah, one God, no one else should be able to look at him. But for the right price, I can get you through the firmament. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a side entrance somewhere, and you gotta walk up a bunch of stairs, and it's like, yep, you can see God. Yeah, yeah he's, you, he's it's, smaller it's actually than just esca- it's just escalator land. <laughs> Dante's Inferno would have taken a lot less time if we had installed the elevators and the escalators. They install they install one of those elevators that runs on Sabbath mode. Oh yeah, oh, every, cool, dude, yeah. those the fucking wars, dude. <laughs> you're just in there and you're like looking around, being like, "Yeah, I know these are kind of my people, but they're not really my people." And I, I wish you wouldn't, and I wish I didn't have to stop at every fucking floor. And they're like. And some rabbi is just like, oh, do you want to come to synagogue with me and my family? And you're like, no, dude, I want to snort a bunch of coke, drink too much beer, eat some fucking pizza and pass out. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what God intended for us. You're just adding extra steps. So I think in summation, I, I wish we lived in this world where there was a Jewish space laser. <laughs> Thank you. I will pass that along. Yeah, it'd be cool. Also, I thought she, like, I didn't know that it was a KKK thing before her. I thought she invented it, but no, none of her, like, weirdness is original. Very, very derivative. It's, it's, yeah, it's very <laughs> unfortunate, but no, Jewish space laser is unfortunately more widespread than uh, I think most people think. We'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you. <laughs> Have no fear. All right. So I wanted to, this episode's called Gulf State Vanity Projects. So I kind of wanted to first define. What's a vanity project, right? Why is the Comcast tower sideways? Because that's the only way I could fit it on the slide. Oh, okay. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a radical new approach for building skyscrapers. You just take a 170 kilometer line in one direction. It's a radical new approach to making slides, which is that I had a couple beers when I put this one together. Sideways stories from Wayside School. Yes, this whole thing is gonna kind of be like that. So like, okay, I, I guess some examples of vanity projects, here's some right in Philly, right? Uh, stuff like, I, I'm going to say uh, convention centers, stadiums, skyscrapers, um, right? Casinos, stuff like that. Large, impressive structures that have sort of questionable returns on investment, right? You know, you sort of do these structures to say, you know, you've made it. You're here, you know, you're a real organization, city, whatever, rather than maybe purposes of sound investing or economy of construction, right? Yeah, we, we talked about the World Trade Centers on 9-11. Building a World Trade Center is kind of one of these. Yes. Uh, sometimes you do it with private money, sometimes corporations con a local government to doing tax subsidies, right? You know, they, so they can do the vanity project at no risk. You know, that's every stadium. Um <laughs> So I, I thought maybe we'd look at a few recent ones that are close to home by um, America's closest uh, uh, analog to an absolute monarch. That's uh, Andrew Cuomo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw these. Oh, God, the most gaudy fucking thing on the planet. Jesus. 
So, so uh, it's mm. two that were sort of forced through by Andrew Cuomo over the past decade. Um, we had the uh, the Oculus at the World Trade Center uh, Transportation Center, right? This is Santiago Calatrava building. So of course it 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 it, it was a giant. It ran over budget, and it was just generally miserable for everyone to put together. But you know, they built this large, <laughs> impressive, supposedly a train station. What it actually is is a mall, and there's sort of a train station tucked away in a corner, right? That's uh, so fucking depressing. I know, right? But that's all stations now. We talked about this with Houston. Although, fun fact, we talked about this on the um. God, I think it might have been the King's Cross fire, but we talked about Houston Station getting remodeled. And they're just not doing that anymore. So yeah. that, that's cool. Yeah. So we can't even in Britain we can't even finish our mega projects. Well, you're in good company. Hmm. Another one is the Moynihan train hall that just got finished uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, and this is sort of it's it's a nicer train hall for Penn Station, except that you know whenever you leave a train, you usually go in. Uh, you, you, it, 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 you end up in the normal Penn Station and not this one. You have to actively seek out this train hole to to experience it, you know, rather than using the... Yeah. Get, get, if this, if, this if you're sort a of big a, fan of arches, then you yeah. can go and, like, experience uh, this one. It's like, it's tucked away in a corner. It doesn't solve any of the problems that actually uh, actually the station has in terms of circulation. This is, again, it, it doesn't do anything. But it looks nice. <laughs> I, I do believe, though, that this one would be worse for sleeping in, say, at 4.30 in the morning after you and your idiot friend missed the last train back to Philly. And therefore, you're just sitting there eating Russian pizza at 4 a.m. until they kick you out. Russian yes. pizza? Uh, Russian pizza. Russian pizza. The, we, There's so a weird one time, pizza place at Penn Station run by Russians. Russ and I went to the Harvard-Yale game in New Haven, Connecticut, and then we came back to New York. And we got a few beers and then a few beers turned into a few more beers. Uh, And then it was 1 a.m. and we realized we had missed the train. So we spent all night on we took the A line all the way out to Rockaway. And then it started lightning and thundering on the beach. So Roz got scared. And then we had to take the A line all the way fucking back into Manhattan. And then we had nowhere to go for like an hour and a half. So we sat there and fell asleep against a pillar. And then some cops came and bothered us for no good fucking reason. And we had to explain that we were waiting for the train. And thank God, because we're white, they were just like, oh, okay. And then we got what, on the what train. What are you doing here? Loitering in a train station. I'm yeah, waiting for the, a train. The, the, the one good place <laughs> you should be allowed yeah. to like loiter with no questions. I slept in European train stations for a week and no one said shit to me. But again, white uh, privilege uh, coming in handy there. Yes. Hmm. So I will say I couldn't take a nap in the Moynihan train hall. Not so well, I don't think. I was gonna say there's no seating. Um, <laughs> uh, fucking ridiculous. Very, People need to sit to wait for their trains. Very dumb. But let's get to where we're supposed to go in this podcast, which is uh, the Persian Gulf. Okay. All right. I- I'll bite. Where is that? Oh, it's, you see <laughs> where, is, you see where it says Persian Persia? Gulf. Right here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's where it is. Ah, it's, uh, okay. uh, next to Iran and Saudi Arabia. Um, and there's hey, we did this without U- Drake's U- well this time. UAE, yeah, we have a different well this time. <laughs> um, so I, I thought we'd start by talking a little bit about oil production, right? So <laughs> let's say we have an idealized 
anarcho-capitalist fantasy laissez-faire capitalist system, right? Uh-huh. How would oil production work? Well, you and your child slaves would uh, would drill, <laughs> uh, would sink an oil well yourself, right? And then you would take that oil and you would you would sell it to like a more successful anarcho capitalist. Of course, yes, but you'd have many oil producers also using their child slaves to also sink oil wells, right? And sure. they'd be then having to compete on price with each other, right? And this drives down the price of oil to just underneath the cost of production at some point, right? At which point, the largest oil producers with the greatest economies of scale can easily force the small producers out of business, since oil is very fungible, right? There's, no, there's not a lot of benefit to getting a specific kind of oil over another specific type of crude oil. I mean, there's, there's some differences, but that's beyond the scope of this podcast, right? There's not really room for a boutique oil production company, right? Well, not yet. Oh, ye of little no, faith. No, 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 me and my like artisanal well sinking company. <laughs> We're gonna get you like a little fucking like plastic thing of Brent crude that you can keep on your desk and like slosh around. But we'll spell it O E L. Yeah. Oh. Just to fuck with you. Um, you well, know, oil, oil, oiler, but it's spelled like oil R. Are you from Birmingham? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as a result of this, after a short period of chaos in the oil market, either a monopoly or a cartel of large producers of oil emerges, and they go on to monopolize oil production in other markets and crowd out competition, and you get standard oil, right? Mm-hmm. Capitalism yeah. is so fucking good, man. Yeah, and this, this happens very quickly. Everything I just said happened in just over a couple years in the sort of post-bellum oil boom in northwest Pennsylvania and eastern Ohio, right? Um, you know, and at this point, instead of oil producers competing with each other, you've got uh, the big cartel of oil companies negotiating prices with a few large customers and favorite railroads, uh, which transport the product, and they're setting prices arbitrarily for everyone else, right? And, you know, you wield so much market power that you're hated, by everyone, and you get broken up by the government in 1911 into several smaller companies that continue to run the same cartel, just informally, and you start to seek <laughs> new sources of product abroad where monopoly is more tolerated, right? So the Standard Oil Company of California, this is no longer hypothetical, this is what actually happened. Um, <laughs> Okay, abandoning this extended metaphor. Yeah. In, in, in reality, everything, the only thing that didn't happen there, I guess they did, they had child labor, they didn't have child slaves. Um, tomato, tomato, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we apologize formally to the, um, to the former Standard Oil Company of California for implying that they had a Rothbardian child slave system instead of merely a child labor system. Listen, I you know the, the 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 contract is sacred. Those kids entered into entered into a contract freely. Um <laughs> so you know they they the Standard Oil Company of California looked to the recently formed and at that time fairly poor kingdom of Saudi Arabia, which is a absolute monarchy reliant on revenue from the Hajj and a tiny bit of crappy uh, agriculture. Um, and they were like, well, may this is a desert. There may be oil here, right? You know, so Saudi Arabia 
granted a concession to the American Arabian Oil Company in 1933 and 1938. They struck or the largest. Aramco, if you want, to keep yes. that name in the forefront of your mind. So in 1938, they struck the largest oil reserve yet known at Gowar, right? I don't know if I pronounced that right. This is this uh, is pronounced anything right on this podcast anyway. It doesn't matter now. <laughs> I would have to see the original. Yeah. This is um, this is damn man well number seven. The first damn product. man well. <laughs> damn, damn man. Damn, that's damn crazy man. though. It's the first what? productive well in Saudi Arabia. It's somewhere right around here ish, right? Mm. Um, you know, so they start ramping up production in the uh, in Saudi Arabia over time, while various factions of former Standard Oil squabbled over the precise division of ownership to maintain their cartel. And suddenly, the, the, the ruling family in Saudi Arabia, the House of Saud, found itself with a lot of what are called petrodollars, right? Yeah, they're um, better than regular dollars because they come pre-washed in petrol. Yes. <clears throat> um, you know, so, it's so named because the United States, you know, pays for oil in dollars. And when you're receiving a whole lot of dollars, like on this scale, you can't really go down to the airport and go to the currency exchange place and, you know, trade them in for local currency. Right. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, so, you know, and because House Assad is an absolute monarchy, they immediately spend all their petrodollars on bullshit and go into a lot of debt. <laughs> okay. That's how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I'll cut a really long story short here because I was researching this and it was fascinating, but I was like, I, I got to keep the introduction kind of short. Um, King Ibn Saad started running out of cash. He threatened to nationalize Aramco if they didn't split profits with him 50-50. Um, the various investors in Aramco did not like this idea. No, threatening to nationalize your state oil company is the kind of shit that gets you uh, suicided cooed. with a bunch you, of a bunch yeah, of bullets in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah, it gets you cooed. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 definitely there's some backroom dealings going on here, which I, I don't fully understand. Uh, the U.S. government swooped in with something called the Golden Gimmick, right? Um, so the government would give Aramco. And Aramco at this point was owned by Standard Oil of California, Standard Oil of New Jersey, Standard Oil of New York, and Texaco. Um, they would give those companies tax credits equal to the profit share they were given to, giving to the king, right? Well, I mean, the short answer is, like, the Saudis successfully um, bought more of the U.S. than the U.S. wanted to coup them. And, you know, that's, that's the House of Saud's, like... Real sort of earning of their of their fortune, right? Is like instead of somebody like say Mossadegh in Iran, right? You um, you, you it turns out you can just call these people up on the phone and say, "Hey, do you want several million dollars to not coup me?" And they tend to say yes. <laughs> yeah, not sure it's, why you didn't think of that before. Yeah, it's like, have you considered just buying up everything in the United States, and then they won't coup you? Um, we'll get to that in a second. Um, so <laughs> that sounds foreboding. <laughs> they, uh, the Venezuelan social democratic government uh, starts forming, uh, starts the process to form something called OPEC, right? The Organization of Petroleum Exporting uh, Countries, um, which is basically an oil cartel, which was based on the Texas Railroad Commission. 
Wait, um, really? Yes. Huh. Texas Railroad Commissioner is probably the most powerful elected office in the United States. Uh, the Texas Railroad Commissioner could theoretically unilaterally shut down oil production in the U.S. Um, Good Lord. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, there's, there's your fucking shadow government, you know. Fuck the Jewish space laser, it's one ma- Who is the Texas Railroad Commissioner? I'm going to find out this guy, because I've been I, playing I, Hitman 3 all week, and it's made my brain as perfectly smooth as a oh cantaloupe. Boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Texas Railroad Commissioner. Oh, boy. <laughs> they actually don't regulate railroads anymore. I think the last- No, they don't. Yeah, oh, they two do of them. Oil. They do no, cover three imports and exports, like letters of credit, too. Huh. Uh, when I worked for Capital One, yes, a Jew working in finance, who could believe it? <laughs> uh, I, I had to deal with the Texas Railroad Commission quite a bit, and they are the most fun-sucking group of assholes I could ever imagine. Genuinely looking at them, a more shadow government group I could not imagine. Like, they all have two nice teeth. Uh, two of them have goatees. It's just, it's real bad. Are right. any of them wearing a bolo tie? <laughs> no, no, no. That's, wow. that's one of them's wearing pinstripes, man. That's how Fuck. you know it's some deep state shit. Roz. I was just thinking, I was thinking, you know, I'd be like a relaxed, you know, Texas style affair. No, it's just buttoned down, boring, mm-hmm. fucking shitty. Like, I, I was thinking this would be a jeans and sport coat type thing, but I guess not. Maybe a big. Big ten gallon hat too. I guess not. <laughs> you know, limousine with the big longhorn on front. You know, yeah. <laughs> the Doug Dimmido limousine. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you get elected to this, everyone just calls you boss, and then your surname. So, Venezuela encourages the uh, houses Saud to join OPEC, right, and nationalize its production. Um, oh. You know, yeah, exactly. House aside here, doing praxis by nationalizing uh, their oil, right? <laughs> Congratulations, you're the first person in human history to say that sentence. <laughs> so Saudi Arabia joins uh, OPEC. They start buying up large parts of Aramco. Um, in 1973, the Yom Kippur War happens between Egypt, Syria, and Israel, and everyone else. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. OPEC supports Egypt and Syria by doing an oil embargo against America and Western Europe, which results in chaos and pandemonium, right? Oil prices skyrocket. There's lines at gas stations. Uh, An actual riot broke out in the middle of Levittown, Pennsylvania. Uh, They started banning driving on Sundays. And horror of horrors, there were serious policy proposals that the United States do crazy things like uh, electrify railroads and build public transportation. (laughs) Damn near Uh, made the United States a better country by accident. But we were rescued by Israel pulling back across the Suez Canal, right? Damn it. Oh yeah, before I get cancelled again for being a Zionist in quotes, uh, that was a joke. That was a joke. What, What you're doing is just like, doing Zionism as acceleration. That's so funny. Yeah, I was about to say, if, if you just did more Zionism, we would have better public transportation in the United States. Yes, Small domino, yes, the IDF rolls into Cairo. <laughs> Big domino, you can get an electric train from fucking Pennsylvania to Pittsburgh. If only, Alice, if only. Right, so... We can get it partially there. At this point, at this point, um... 
Saudi Arabia moves to buy the rest of Aramco with all its new petrodollars from the spike in oil prices. And, you know, at this point, they become sort of an oil company with sort of a vestigial state attached to it, right? Um, and, and this is where I want to kind of talk about what the petrodollar is, right? Um, and if I'm getting like the politics wrong, Seamus, please step in and interrupt me. <laughs> uh, all right. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I wanted to sort of explain petrodollar recycling the best way I thought was to use a metaphor, um, which is the House of Sod is a lot like a podcast with a Patreon, right? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm you were so proud of this bit. <laughs> I know, right? So I want to uh, let, let's let's look at our hypothetical podcast. I'm going to call it um, Chapo Trap House of Sod. all i want to be is ben salmon yes (laughs) you're listening to the the audio only uh part of this podcast or version of this podcast you're missing the uh it's such I, a shame that it would be it, shameless yeah. copyright infringement to sell a shirt with that on it because I badly <laughs> oh, want really one. Good. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get we get sued. We get sued by Chapo Trap House. I could fight Pressman. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some similarities between podcasting and oil extraction, right? So oh boy. oil extraction, what do you do? Buy a pipe. You stick it in a hole in a hole in the ground, right? And oil comes out on its own, real easy, right? Um, podcasting is similar. You buy a microphone, you stick yeah, it in your pipe. face hole, yeah, right, and the content <laughs> comes out on its own, right? Oh yeah, you think we can control this? No, we'd just be no. doing this to like dead mics. <laughs> so you know the content's very cheap to produce, and thus can be sold for a very cheap price, uh, and production can be scaled up and down easily. And demand only seems to be increasing, right? So this is good. You're making a bunch of money. You want to reinvest some of that money into the podcast, right? Maybe you buy new microphones. Maybe you improve your recording room setup. Maybe you get a more powerful workstation. Ah, crap. I, I, I moved. Um, Talking of which. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you, you, um, you accidentally switched all the slides there. Where was I? Um <laughs> Maybe you buy a As commercial. You can see, we have done none of this. Yeah, you, you, maybe you buy a commercial Adobe license or something, but there's only so much you can do to invest in a podcast production values. Uh, you know, podcasting is inherently cheap business, right? You know, next option you have is you can buy a lot of dumb shit. You know, maybe you can buy like a nice car. Maybe you can buy your gamer PC with a big gamer chair. Get sword. a bigger apartment. Yeah, get Shut a sword. The fuck up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had this before. <laughs> I did literally buy a sword last month because of this podcast. So, Thanks, guys. Me, me, me and the House of Sout have that in common. Uh, we just got to get you guys some, and we can do the fucking sword dance. Oh shit! Yeah, we need to get an orb. Hmm. We can still. Oh, I can borrow one from the Cabal. <laughs> yeah, just got an orb storage. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just have to go. Roz, you're Catholic, so you got to be the sacrificial lamb, baby boy. <laughs> You you are gonna die in the process of doing this, but yeah, Lord. that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make, you know. So again, you sort of run into a limit with the amount of money you can spend on yourself. Eventually, if you don't want this money just sitting around, you gotta like invest it or donate to charities or whatever. Um, 
And this is where podcasting actually becomes a little different from oil extraction in Saudi Arabia, right? Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Right? Oh, boy. The pops, I'm still following, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Patreon or PayPal pays out in your local currency. Oil is paid for in dollars. This is for complex reasons and Henry Kissinger. Um, <laughs> for a commercial scale, you can't really do currency exchange like you can with PayPal. So that means when you're receiving money for your oil in dollars, you have to buy things with dollars, right? So this results in petrodollar recycling, money the U.S. Yeah, it's pays not Saudi money Arabia. laundering yeah. because it's legal, but... When we pay Saudi Arabia in dollars for oil, the Saudis have to go and buy things with dollars. So they invest in companies which can make use of dollars, right? Um, so, you know, the first... In the first oil shock of the you know seventies, uh, the the late seventies, you know, the Saudis made a whole lot of money, and all that money was recycled right back to the United States, and they just bought a bunch of treasury bonds, right? Uh, they also bought you know real estate, stocks, bonds, luxury goods, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. Not so mm -hmm. much was invested into Saudi Arabia itself because. Saudi Arabia, again, is like a podcast. There's, mm. at this point in its development... <laughs> it's three guys in gamer yeah. chairs. At this point in the development of Saudi Arabia, the population was pretty low. There was underdeveloped infrastructure. So there was only so much money you could spend domestically, right? Even on improvements, just because of the pace of the infrastructure required, right? You can't, you can't build a highway until you have asphalt. You can't make asphalt without a hot mix plant. You got to import the hot mix plant from the West somehow, which means you need a port, right? How do you build the port? Well, you need some asphalt, right? So, you know, you're, you, you, can't, you can't quite invest. It, it's harder to invest in an area with underdeveloped infrastructure. Like you can't, you can't, there's only so much money you can throw yeah, you, at you it. You keep right? running into different <laughs> limiting factors. Yeah. So, you know, at this point, I, I think in the, in the 70s, the only substantial non-oil infrastructure in the country was a railroad from Daman to Riyadh, right? Which the king got a lot of shit for building because all the other, all the other Saudi royals were like, no, that, that's a dumb idea. You should spend this on like girls and cars, not a railroad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of us. One of yeah. us. One of us. <laughs> but yeah, there's not so many internal improvements. Uh, you, you couldn't do so much, even if you had all the money in the world to throw at the problem. You know, the, 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 the limiting factor here is, you know, sort of time and resources rather than money, right? Um, they also spent a yes, lot of money yes. on some unsavory shit we'll get to later. Hmm. Um, Journalists moonwalking out of consulate. Yes. Right, so the, the first round of cash is sort of tempered by stagflation. Uh, and mostly resulted in investments in Western firms. But decade later, a, a much more industrialized Saudi Arabia reaps the benefits of another spike in the price of oil and decide to try and invest it domestically in incredibly stupid ways, which is what we're going to talk about today. Uh, 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, we in, got through the we're... intro. Oh, God. 37 minutes. <laughs> Seamus, yeah. I'm so sorry for getting you into this. Yeah. No, 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 it's fine. I'm, 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 I'm learning a lot about how podcasts can be extrapolated onto the world at large. Yeah, there's sort of similar processes uh, happening in Bahrain, UAE, Qatar, or Qatar, whatever it's called, Kuwait, no, so on and so forth. No one gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, a, lot, a lot of different pronunciations. 
and then also like a podcast, um, the House of Sod. <laughs> you have to bring in migrant laborers to do yeah, all your work. I, exactly right. <laughs> much much like podcast hosts, the members of the House of Sod don't like to work, so instead they have guests come on the show to fill time and then afterwards they don't even (laughs) and then afterwards they don't even pay them despite gaining value through the knowledge and labor of the guest right i pay our guests i pay the guest run bonus episodes can't hold that against me. I do that. I do that only Liam. <laughs> only Liam. Oh, thank, yeah. thank you to the pro- progressive reformist Prince Liam. We're going we're gonna to have to go oh, back and got, retroactively that... pay all the bonus episode oh. guests. Oh, no, boy. cut that out. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> no, if they, start, if, they, if they start learning that we might pay them, they're all going to want it. This is a good point, yeah. Uh, do not, my friends, become addicted to money. <laughs> So, however, petrochemicals, mm. we'll get Gulf, there. Gulf states work the same way. Rather than put their own population to work in in Saudi Arabia, Dubai, uh, UAE, other places, they use the kafala system, where guest workers are sponsored by contractors and construction companies to come in, do the work of putting buildings up, and then theoretically they can leave. Um, and until fairly recently, if you came in as a guest worker. A lot of times your passport was confiscated on arriving and, you know, workers required explicit permission from employers to leave the country, switch jobs, so on and so forth. Right. Yeah, you, th- This is an economic system <laughs> which uh, rhymes with um, blavery. Uh, yes, that's uh, that's a Blavery-y, word. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I could have said bravery, but I didn't want to make the joke too obscure. So I, <laughs> most most of these uh, guest workers come from India, Bangladesh, Indonesia, Malaysia, other and some other Middle East countries as well as East Asian, um, and I, it, it's um, you know it, this this has been sort of loosened up recently, right? Um, but it's still not good, right? And I know at least Saudi Arabia still has an exit visa system, um, and construction workers get it pretty bad. Domestic workers get it real bad under Ooh, the boy. system. You know, oh, you can just, yeah. yeah, you can just get disappeared, you know, by anyone. <laughs> yeah, and I also should mention to anybody uh, listening or watching who doesn't quite like get the scale of it. Uh, in in uh, in the UAE, like just as an example, the country itself is only eleven percent Emirati. Sixty percent of the country is from the Indian subcontinent. Oh yeah, and they don't have citizenship. They are slave so, states in all in all meaningful senses of the word. And the fun thing about being Emirati or being Qatari or what or being Saudi even is that for a lot of people, there's less true in Saudi because larger population. But especially in some of these really small states, like basically, you get paid a universal basic income and not at all a low one uh, to just be Emirati, uh, just to kind of keep you around. Uh, instead of like you fuck off to London and you know do whatever there, you open a bar with a play pit. Uh, you like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you end up with like vast subsidies to do everything and just kind of to exist in this this aristocracy, which is cool. I'm just thinking like once your population of uh, of of disenfran- disempowered workers really re- reaches more than sixty percent of your population, I'm thinking I'm thinking something might happen that. Rhymes with uh, Bayesian bevolution. 
Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, this is the fun thing, right? Is that, like, every time you see a think tank that's just, like, kind of slavering for, um, you know, ladies start your engines, moderate democracy, Clinton style in Saudi Arabia, it's, or, at, you know, the UAE or wherever else, it's like, will the Saudi population or the Emirati population rise up if the government stops being able to pay them? hundred thousand dollars a month to like uh drive in circles and it's like they're not gonna stop doing that man yeah so anyway let's 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 talk about some of the some of the dumb shit they've done with their money mm. right i thought we'd start with the classic which is dubai the greatest city in the world oh yeah so, do, we, do we have any photos in this uh, presentation of what Dubai used to look like back in the 1970s? Three Khrushchevkas on one road, which was not paved. There's also a, a building for a Toyota had a building there, I think. Oh. Shit, I should have put that in. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Dubai is a city in the United Arab Emirates. It's an emirate itself. Um, it, it was a small trading post, trading post established in the 1700s. They discovered oil in 1966. They got some offshore platforms going afterwards, right? They start moving to diversify the economy fairly early on. They build ports and roads and so on and so forth. Act of Union creates the modern UAE, December uh, 1971. Um, they start, you know, trying to attract Western businesses in by doing like the what they called the Jebel Ali free economic zone, right? The idea is if you move your company here, we won't tax you. Mm. Right? Uh, so a lot yeah, of middle al also we will just sort of take this entire desert and build a large mall over it, both for yes. uh like Emiratis who who be shopping, uh, because we pay them to, and also for Westerners who also love to be shopping. Look, I mean, who can blame them? Everyone loves to be shopping. <laughs> That's right. People be shopping. People, People be do shopping. be shopping. But during the first Gulf War, the oil, oil prices started going up. The Emir started spending it all on dumb shit via the state-owned development company called Nakheel, right? Um, so the, uh, the, the, the Dubai has grown rapidly since then. To, um, today it is an enormous city. Uh, any any guesses as to like a comparable American metro area to Dubai? Uh, I know that I I know this is a trick because the Dubai metro populate like there's ab almost absolutely nothing yeah, it's outside like city, of the city. City of London, like nobody fucking lives there. Oh, it's, uh, it's got to be. Less, I'm gonna say something like something like Pittsburgh, something like Philadelphia. Uh no, it's it's um. Smaller than Philadelphia, not uh, bigger than Pittsburgh. Smaller than Philadelphia. So I was in the right Ooh. direction, but like I went a little bit too. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Oh, oh, what, 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 what do we got? Myself. Dubai is a little bigger than Cleveland. A little smaller than Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus. So so let's let's see what what are they spending all their money what what could cleveland have if it were still uh, an oil um, well an oil I, I mean town? personally <laughs> one of the things that i would do is i would build more than four desalination plants that my entire city relies on for fresh water 
and which are right. like very right. prominent on the coast and very vulnerable to, say, Iran, just doing whatever the fuck they want to them. Oh, see, there's something much more basic than that, which they didn't spend money on. So, uh, uh, you have an influx. <laughs> yeah. If you have an influx of cash, you know, you might build public transportation, water and sewage systems, keep mm -hmm. the roads paved, build good workforce housing, get people indoor plumbing and air conditioning, maybe invest in some sustainable energy and water systems. And of course, in Dubai, instead, they build ultra luxury hotels, right? Yep. Class A office space in the middle of a dumb, uh, in big dumb towers in the middle of nowhere. They buy their police department Bugattis, right? Oh, um, special interest triggered. I fucking love Gulf State cop cars are my favorite <laughs> shit because a like a new Lambo car Aventador cop car. Yeah, Hell yeah. A new car will not come out without some fucking dipshit fail son who has been installed as like colonel of the police of that emirate being like, yeah, I'll take fifty, just slap a light on the top mm. of it, and it, it fucking rules. I love it. But in the meantime, they didn't build a sewage system. Um, <laughs> and I shit in my Lambo because that's the cleanest place. This is this is this is a, a video you can look it up on YouTube of the Dubai poop truck convoys. I <laughs> thought those were water oh, going in, but that's shit going no, that's, out. That's poop going out. Yes. Good lord. They 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 have to they have to truck all that. I think they've started work on a sewage system. But for a long time, all these fancy hotels, office buildings, apartment condo complexes, they all had like basically sewage uh, retention tanks underneath. I hate to, I, to I, I, I hate to do the to thing truck it all out. That, that we always do, <laughs> right? But what we're looking at here is a series of large containers of liquid, right? That are all going to the same place. From the same place <laughs> in several <laughs> in several hundred different autonomous vehicles that have that are on the same route. Build a train. No. That's what a train is. Alice, no, you move sewage in pipes. <laughs> well, you could do that too, but like even in, there's an intermediate train. step here. Do the fucking train. shit train. Do there the train of shit. Trains. Yes, you know there are poop trains. Yeah, there is. A, there is actually a train of treated solid waste that um, used to come down uh, on uh, on the east coast um, from New York City. I think it went down somewhere in like Georgia or Alabama. They don't do yeah, the sewage train anymore. Yeah, because it got stuck anymore. a few years ago. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And people were mad because it was just sitting on a siding for like three weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, there's no sewage train anymore. There is still a trash train though. Um, oh. So you know, uh. it's, this is already expensive stuff. They decided to do it in a particularly dumb and expensive way, uh, which is, of course, land reclamation. You live. Oh. You live in a desert. You live in a desert. You live in a desert. You can go <laughs> in. Long, you can go baby. in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I, for, I forgot about these for a while just because I knew that they built. I mean, they built all of these like the world islands. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> nobody. the The issue is is that like the um the Palm Jebel Ali like that you can drive on, but the the world islands you have to like take a boat out there, and there's literally nothing on it, and it's not connected to anything. So who's gonna live there just like outright when they can just live anywhere else in the city? And it's like hard enough, you know, to get there if if you're just trying to travel there. If you're trying to build shit on there, like 
Yeah, yeah. Taking, uh, taking my good. concrete mixer across and then digging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, th- 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 so I guess we'll talk uh, about the land reclamation projects first because these these have been embarrassing. Um, you know, there's a, a a good reason why you might do land reclamation in the desert, right? You know, so if you're the further you go inland, the hotter it is, right? You stay near the water, you can, you know, you get cooler temperatures, stuff like that. Um, in the past, they sort of mitigated this through traditional development patterns, like old Dubai, which is like right around here, is uh, a bunch of four to five story mixed use buildings with very narrow streets, right? Um, so you had a lot of shade, but you know, this is the year we're talking about the year 2000 when Dubai really took off. Yeah. And um, you've got to like, because you're trying to emulate these sort of things to bring Westerners in, you've got to do like glass and steel skyscrapers all the time. Yes. that That's what you want in the desert is to build a giant greenhouse. <laughs> <Hell no>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that doesn't look modern. You're not going to impress those Westerners. So you got to start building out in the sea. The first scheme for this was the Palm Islands. They were going to build three of them, right? Get that. Uh, Palm Jumeirah, that's this guy. Palm Jebel Ali, uh, right? Again, this guy. And then the Palm Dara, 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 I don't know. Which is, <laughs> you, you may notice they haven't finished that one. Hmm. Um, Seems like a problem. Yes. <laughs> So they get to work. They, they hire some Dutch firms to come in and start doing land reclamation, right? Um, oh, we, we, we've hired Johannes Vonk. And... Yeah, Johannes Vonk dredging company. <laughs> yeah, we've got we to gotta back up this giant truck of shoe polish. Yes. <laughs> this is the used shoe polish. <laughs> <laughs> Just using this fill. They finished two of the Palm Islands fairly quickly, and then they ran out of money for the third one, right? Um, and then they, they, they managed to sell all the housing on the Palm Jumeirah, right? Um, you know, and so this is fully, this is almost fully built out today. It's like a highway that runs down the middle. There's a monorail. There's some luxury hotels along the spine here. And they built a bunch of villas on the fawns. And one of the things is, they wound up having to reduce lot sizes after they sold everything to um, finance the project, and everyone got really mad. Like everyone who bought a house out there was like, "Oh, oh, I, I, I was supposed to have a, I don't know, like a forty-five foot wide lot, and now I have a, a forty foot wide lot." And, Does the, you know, wait, hold up. Does the world, right as it is, have a giant sword under Africa? I think that's supposed to be Antarctica, but they couldn't figure out like ah. did they want like they're doing it on like a like a Mercator projection thing, but they didn't think about just like not doing Antarctica. <laughs> I was about it. to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like, stupid. It's very dumb. It's like we're also going to do the worst projection possible to do our stupid project. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Jesus. Who wants to live on the Antarctica strip? I mean, it's the biggest one, but also, like, you have to tell people that it's just, like, uh, the part of Antarctica you see on the Mercator projection, (laughs) and not the actual Antarctica. (laughs) I like that Greenland's just straight up bigger than North America. Oh, yeah. Like, that's not as, oh, you know, 
<laughs> these 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 uh the land reclamation for these was uh, finished at least for the two that were finished in like i don't know 2008 or so um and the the palm jebel ali has not been built on yet there's nothing there <laughs> oh boy right. 12 years later uh, really making progress the the one they did build on uh because they encircled the sea in land it just became a mo- mosquito breeding ground Oh boy! Uh, yeah. We've made an artificial <laughs> lagoon. So they had to they had to start blasting like holes in in the uh, in sort of the arc that goes around it to get some tidal flow in there. Um, I'm surprised they even did that instead of just like fucking spraying it down with DDT every morning. Yeah, <laughs> get the DDT. We use the we use the poop trucks as DDT trucks in the uh, <laughs> after when they come back. That way you, know, you have more efficiency. Yeah, that's right. Uh, in addition to like, this, they have, as we alluded to, they have the, 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 the idea to build a bunch of islands in the shape of the world. Uh-huh. Oh, God, it's even worse up close. Oh, that's what? Whoa, boy. What is going on with <laughs> North America? Why is it two of them? Mm. Why, is, why is Florida gone? Where's Newfoundland? Why is, why is Mexico where's, one where's, island? Where's all of the Maritimes? <laughs> Oh my god, this is this is Australia's just completely fucked. Why, why is Antarctica also is that three pieces? Why is Australia is the only one that's marked? Why is New Zealand like bigger than almost any why other is New island? Why is it above Australia? Yeah, I, 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 I want to go live on the England does. blob, you know? Like just right there. Oh yeah, I I can barely see it because it's just like a dot. <laughs> they got they got they, I will say they got they somehow got what, what like they got South America like almost right. Yeah, that's the only and one. And every that looks other continent right. looks just wait wait wait. Completely... Hold up, look at the bottom of South America, right? Look at that one protrusion out oh, to the right. Yeah. Are those the fucking Falklands? Yes, this is this is the Falklands. Just right me here. and an Argentinian man in a fist fight for property title <laughs> of that one tiny island, representative of another set of tiny islands. My God, there's just one sheep on there, <laughs> just getting heat stroke. <laughs> <laughs> this sheep just faints. <laughs> I'm kind of disillusioned by the idea of Greenland being several islands and not just one big, like the the biggest, dickiest neighbor on the in the neighborhood. Of course, lives on fucking Greenland. <laughs> I am I am wondering about this mansion that's pictured right here. Um, I'm assuming that they did not dig out a sewage system below this. Do they uh, have to this, get a? Tr- does this does this helipad double as a potting green? They have to ferry the poop truck out there. <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah because it looks like it this does this is a hitman level this oh, is a wait, hitman level hel- i can see a helipad i can see a helipad yeah does maybe, that maybe double as a putting grade they, they, they haul the the poop truck in with a a, 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 Chinook or something, yeah. a v22 yeah. a v22 <laughs> they drop it like a hummer <laughs> so enjoy your septic system folks <laughs> just crater bombing some dude's action here was they were going to build these islands and then investors were going to flock to mm. buy up the islands and build luxury developments on there, right? You know, these islands in the shape of the world, right? Um, you know, and they, they build villas or luxury hotels or other bullshit on them, despite the fact you can only get there with a small boat or a helicopter. They got the Dutch out to do more dredging. This, they started this in 2003. They finished in 2008. Now, one of the funny things is they managed to sell almost all the islands 
right? Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they managed to that's, sell them. That actually astounds me. Yeah, but so nobody lives now on it's them, the investor's I'm problem. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, one's really, no one's really built on them. There's hmm. some, some project, I believe, as of 2014, underway over here called Heart of Europe, right? Um, what? And, uh, How could they tell? Well, the idea is they would they, – this is, this is like a European-themed vacation destination – I just go to Europe. I love to go yeah. to Europe. You, you can just go to Europe. I mean, yeah. Like if you have an Emirati like like passport, you can go to Europe. And if you're a European looking to vacation, like just go to Europe. You're, you're there already are there. Are you just go to the Danube and hang out. Yeah. yeah. Spain is warm. Yes. It's not a hundred degrees. This is, in Europe. <laughs> like oh my god. They keep, okay, they keep trying right. to bring Europe to Dubai. Is it oh fuck? Is it Dubai or Abu Dhabi that has the like Louvre franchise museum? The Louvre. Abu Dhabi, the Louvre Abu Dhabi Hell is yes. um, yeah. yeah. The, the thing is, I, I've seen the artifacts inside of the, the Louvre Abu Dhabi. Truly, it is the coolest looking museum I've ever seen with the least amount of interesting things that has ever been put <laughs> inside of the museum. Oh, like it's really God. lame. That's a bummer. Yeah. Well, the um, uh, I think I think this mansion down here. I didn't write down what it was. I want to say it's like well, it belongs to Michael Schumacher or something. Huh. Um. Oh, of course. It, and I guess these it. two tanks over here are probably where the poop is stored. Um, <laughs> just, a, just a big silo full of Michael wow. Schumacher's shit. Yes. Um, again, this is a surprising financial success for the state developer, Nakheel, because they unloaded almost all these islands right before the financial crash. <laughs> they were thrown <laughs> clear of the wreck. <laughs> <laughs> That's Stop. beautiful. <laughs> if you have infinity money to make dumb bets, you can just win big on the dumbest one. Yes. <laughs> All right. So the other thing you do to impress people is to build really tall buildings, right? Mm. Um, and, and these buildings are all exclusively luxury housing and high-rent office space, right? In the early 2000s, there were more than a couple of tallest buildings in the world planned for Dubai. Um, this is like a set of skyscrapers near the Dubai Marina. Every single one of these is over a thousand feet tall. Um, Jesus. So, thank God. Yeah. The um, of course, the famous one is the Burj Khalifa, known as the Burj Dubai, while it was being built. Right. Sort of got through on pure dumb luck. Right. They <laughs> they started construction in two thousand four. Um, and they were too far along to cancel it in 2008. The building topped out, topped out in 2009 and opened in 2010, right? You know, this is an incredible achievement in structural engineering and elevator management, which is the real hard problem with skyscrapers. Um, yeah, how do they do that? Do they just do, like, sky lobbies like the World Trade Center did, or what? I, I, I would imagine so. I don't know how the elevator system works. I remember there's a... You know how Frank Lloyd Wright... Designed a mile, a mile high, high city. Sky, yes. Yeah. Yep. And and he didn't have a solution to the elevator problem, so he sort Flying of just cars. wrote in. No, he wrote in <laughs> like the margin. Oh well, we won't have problems with elevators because we'll have atomic elevators. <laughs> <laughs> How does that solve this? You just get in a fucking just... rocket sled that accelerates you, and then they they scrape you off the ceiling when you get to the floor you want to go to. 
<laughs> vertical cir- circulation. Fun fact about this building, I think everything above about here is just architectural. There's no occupiable space up here. Hmm. Um, you know, this is a, what I would call a quintessential vanity skyscraper. It's a very tall tower on a very large lot. Uh, a while back, I sort of ran the numbers on the floor space. You could get the same amount of floor space on the lot that the building sits on if you built just a series of large, low six-story buildings. Yeah, um, but that's boring, though. Yeah. yeah. You, ca- you yeah. can't yeah. see yeah. fucking... Bring a world record. Yeah, you can't see Roger Federer play a game of tennis on top of a grassed-over helipad on the top of a six-story building. Yeah. Well, you could. It would just be very yeah, tiny. Be, and, yeah. and also, you know, <laughs> boring. They, um, this building's uh, 828 meters tall, or 27, 17 feet. Mm-hmm. Top floor is nineteen hundred and twenty-one feet up oh, there. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's eight hundred fucking feet missing. That's eight hundred feet of pure structural bullshit. Dog, pure pure <laughs> structure. It's yeah. a dog. Yeah. yeah, it's a dog. Big dong. So the uh, it, one of the fun things is they can light it up with graphics at night. So you can oh, say, "Oh, good, my PC does that." <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> yeah, we put a pair of cat ears on top of the thing. <laughs> oh, is that the um, God. That, that one? That one oh. <laughs> that one of the one of the end. The yeah. it's a boy. Yeah. I want to say yeah. I could I could be wrong about this. I want to say the son of a Syrian rebel leader <laughs> who now lives in Dubai <laughs> paid for them to announce his his gender of his of his uh, his son on the Burj Khalifa, and it was something like it's something like fifty thousand dollars to do it, which I would thought was way too Cheap. like inexpensive. Yeah. I was about to say still. that's pretty reasonable for what it is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> New so, so, so you're telling me I can just put anything <laughs> I want up there for fifty thousand bucks. All right, let's go. Let's go. Make it happen. I was about to say that's the uh, beginning of a couple of Mike Bloomberg's to sh- uh, sign up so we can uh, <laughs> we can um, do this once a month. Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, you've got the Avengers here. We uh-huh. got America. We got India. We got the gender reveal. Next to it, they built the Dubai Mall. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Which is something like the twentieth, the the second largest mall in the world by land area, but the twentieth largest by leasable area. Um, it's a little bit bigger than King of Prussia Mall by leasable area. <laughs> it's the same size as the West Edmonton Mall in Alberta. <laughs> okay, as, as soon as you start doing mall comparisons, it's like, yeah, no, this is <laughs> it's, it's very. Look, it's a big mall. It's not that big, right? Yeah, you could go to Alberta <laughs> for this. Yeah, you could go down the road for that. Yeah, you go to King of Prussia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chic of they Prussia. Got a, so you know, they got a they got a VR theme park in there, twenty two screen cinema. They got a haunted house. They got a dinosaur in there, like a fossil. They got one. a rainforest cafe they as well. Do have a rainforest cafe? Yeah. The Costa Concordia episode all over again. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you think this is gonna fucking capsize because it's too big? No, just, do you remember the obscene list of features? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you, you were like, the, oh, the fifth so- swimming pool, and you were like, yeah, this deserves to sink. Yeah, this, uh, you know, it's of all the buildings to, no, you know what, I'm not gonna make that joke. There's a fountain, 
There's a fountain inside the mall, which I believe flooded it two years ago. Speaking of, are those acrobats? No, those are just. No, statues. I, I, think, I think those are sculptures. Yeah. I don't oh, think. Oh, that's bullshit! You got that? <laughs> no, much I mean, money it's pretty. It's pretty well. Wait, 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 wait. The actual people. Liam, you thought that like somebody paid a fucking Cirque du Soleil person? Yeah, my job. My job is to hang That's the problem. Dubai can obviously pay for that to happen yes. the issue is that yeah, exactly. look at that photo right. like just use your head it doesn't look like those are real people they're entirely white my job is to get covered in entirely white foundation look, I thought our boy on the left was on some sort of tether rope you see Ross, John man that for me that, okay okay I want to say and I want to say I, I did get confused at first when I was doing a bit of research on this uh, I thought that the own, that the ski resort that's in there that's like something like twenty five thousand square square me? feet. That's not um, even that big. No, no, no. But that's that's on that's on the um, the Dubai Mall. That's in the other the mall other mall, in the Emirates, <laughs> which is nearby, which is also one of the largest shopping malls in the entire world. There's probably um, also not that much bigger than West Edmonton Mall. <laughs> or probably. King of Prussia, it's probably smaller. <laughs> yeah. And we have a Gucci store now. Yeah, yeah but, but the Mall of the Emirates, I mean, the, it, it is what it is, what it sounds like. I don't know if that's in the slides here, but the the, the ski, it has a ski slope. It has a, um, I, I, it's just giving me now. What is the thing that like you use to like the elevator to get up there? What ski, is lift. ski lift. Ski lift. Oh my God, that was so stupid. I forgot that. There is a ski lift in there. Um, yeah, it's just entirely an enclosed space where it is like constantly under, um, I, I think it's like, um, two degrees Celsius, Jesus. Uh, like one below Celsius in the middle of fucking Dubai. And it's constantly this temperature. I'm about to say, I mean, the new, the new thing is like indoor ski slopes on malls. I know that the big thing in the Meadowlands has one, um, up in New Jersey, they just installed the, our uh, indoor ski slope. Um, or it's been there for six or seven years it's just that they've taken that law the the project was in development hell for six or seven years and now they've started work on it again well, that'll be a whole episode God, at this some is point. such that, a cursed <laughs> vibe to look at this is like an upsetting yeah. picture to perceive just because like yeah. the whole mall vibe is so bad and you know it just fucking goes on forever here's here's something you don't see in many malls which is the dubai mall has a model of the dubai mall in it Oh, I d yeah. okay. I do like a nice scale model. To be fair, yes. yeah. I, looks look, look, looks pretty nice. Looks pretty nice. This is no supposed to here. show out, show like the the completed area around the mall, which of course is not finished yet. Um, <laughs> it's no word on it. No word on if this mall has another mall inside it, a smaller <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I always thought it was cool when you went to like museums and stuff, and they had dioramas like this, yeah, a little tiny one. Yeah, yeah oh, I was like those. Yeah, they have a Woolworths. Um, and here <laughs> okay. are some men with bags. <laughs> here are some men with bagpipes playing "Scotland the Brave" in the mall. I oh, they have something for Liam. <laughs> I, I, I both need to hear audio and need nothing more than to never hear the audio. <laughs> I don't know why this was just on Wikipedia. I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll put some Emiratis with bagpipes in here. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, now uh, let's look at some of their luxury condo developments. This is this is one I remember back on Skyscraper page back in 2010 or so. People got real excited about this. This is called. This is one of the first round of tallest buildings they were trying to get built. Um, or excuse me, the second round of tallest buildings they were trying to get built. The first round mostly got finished. 
they had a second and more aggressive round around 2007 and 2008, which predictably did not go well. Mm, they got the first Khalifa <laughs> out of it and like nothing like, else, oh, right? We, we can do, we can do a tall building. We should do more tall buildings, right? Mm. Oh, so no. this building is called the Pentominium. Right? <laughs> okay. Of course oh, wow. it is. That sounds like a bad Midwestern Evo band. The Pentominium. The idea is every condo is a penthouse. Hence, pentaminium. That's cheating. Yeah, that's fucking. Cheating. If you have an, floor, if you have stuff above you, it's not a penthouse. It is. It is a 122 story building with 122 condos. <laughs> I, God, you know what? <laughs> Each one is uh, 6,500 square feet, um, and it was supposed to be 1,693 feet tall. This would be. I think if it were finished, it'd be the second tallest residential building in the world. I think some of the new New York City pencil towers are now taller than this. Um, they started building in Ju July of 2008, and they made it 22 stories. Okay. <laughs> Helpfully uh -huh. numbers on the columns there. Yeah, yeah. And, then they, and, and then they ran out of money. Oh, um, oh do, yeah. we have any, do we have any slides in here about the uh, Dubai City Tower? Ah, uh, shit! Which one is that? Uh, is it was a it was another proposed skyscraper in Dubai that was also announced in two thousand eight that never went anywhere. Is is that the? I think that might be the next slide because I think a lot of these okay. buildings went under a lot of different names. That's the annoying part. All right, all right let's uh, see it. Let's see yeah, it. So you know, this is this is still there. It's just this this husk has been sitting here since two thousand eleven. <laughs> just like, uh, what are we gonna do with this? <laughs> all right, what else we got? This is. The Neck Heel Tower, which again, I think this may be the same as the City Tower. I'm not sure. No, it is. It is. It is, it is slightly different, but it is also no less absurd looking. Yeah, flat base for safety. I'll bring up the. I'll bring up the City Tower after this okay. one because it, it, it it's it shocks me what the plan was for it. But yeah, the the idea okay, here. How tall is this thing? In 2003, they proposed this as a one mile high skyscraper, right? Mm -hmm. So. At some point, they scaled it down to a kilometer high, right? Um, and it's basically the same, isn't it? Incredibly, they got all the way through financing, design, site prepar and, and, and site preparation, right? They were ready to start digging the foundation for this thing. It's going to be 200 floors with 154 elevators. Uh, they, start, they broke ground in early July 2008, or excuse me, earlier than that, early 2008. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so now it's just this big dirt lot next to a metro station that's named for it and this um, is like uh, all a consequence of the 2008 financial crash right like yeah had that not happened all of these would have been built and we'd have just been kept on keeping on i i was reading this and and there's some financial analysts who have sort of come up with this idea of you know the the uh the next announcement of the world's tallest building or the construction of the world's tallest building is an indicator that the economy is about to collapse. Um, <laughs> well, I'm thinking about it because when were the Petronas Towers first announced? That would have been right in time for God. Yeah, no, right this before is, the dot com. I think, I think that would have to be earlier, yeah. though, right? Well, think about it. Like uh, Empire State Building is a good example. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Mm. Yeah, the uh, yeah the the, the Petronas Towers are like uh, late nineties, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late, late. I want to say 1995, 96. Burj, Burj Khalifa was finished, uh, topped out just after the um, financial collapse. Yeah, I, this is a, it's a good indicator. It works. Um, <laughs> oh, I see this. Yes. Uh, Jesus. Okay. So the examples they give, right? Okay. The Singer Building and the MetLife Tower, uh, 1908, right? Stock crash, yeah. 1909. Uh, 40 Wall Street Chrysler Building, Empire State Building, right before 1929. World Trade Center and the Sears Tower opened the year before the 1973 stock market crash and the oil crisis. And then the only, yeah. the like, exception is the Petronas Towers, because those opened after the 97 Asian crash. Oh, yeah. Thank God. So yeah, oh, it, it works. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this this did not get built. We will talk about another one kilometer high tower that did get built. Oh, uh, b- before that, yeah, before that, this, may I the, may I please talk about the Dubai City Tower, yes. even though this is not in the slides here? Okay, the Dubai City Tower w- did not get as far as the Naqil Tower, um, but it did have an incredibly ambitious idea. I'm going to put this image in the other Discord chat just so that you guys okay. can have an idea of what it looks like. It would have looked like. Oh, that was Jesus. There. The fucking oh, Eye of yeah. Sauron. Oh, yeah. This looks like Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, speaking of which, it would have required a lot of magic to actually function because uh, they announced it right when the financial crisis happened. And then they, they tried to get it off the ground in some way. But when they were, when they were analyzing like how it would have to been built, because it would have been something like 2.4 kilometers high, it would have been three times as high as the current Burj Khalifa's height. Um, and there were concerns brought to the people building it that, hey, um, at the top of this tower, there's going to be problems with oxygen, and we don't <laughs> quite know how to fix it. Um, there are proposals for maglev, vertical maglev trains that take people up because of how like oh, fast yes. it would need to be to be convenient. <laughs> Um, but they also and, had to yeah, speed so, limit them, if I remember correctly, because the pressure differential would would cause serious inner ear problems if you went up too quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, oh, it, it's a so bit. It, it was a bit. It was a bit insane. So, and also, I want to say there was a square footage of like the uh, the base of the tower would have been like one million square feet. Like it would have been just an immense thing, just in the middle of Dubai. And of course, they decided to maybe cut their losses and just focus on the one tallest tower in the world that they were already building. Yeah, we'll, we'll do we'll do one. Well, they have another another tallest tower they're trying to build now. I think that's later in the slides, though. Oh, boy. Um, I'm sure that bodes well yeah. for the economy. Yeah, I know. I know, right? <laughs> this one seems to have financing lined up, which is worrying. Um, <laughs> Good. So, you know, all right. So in the meantime, they did get a lot of regular skyscrapers built, and um, a lot of them caught fire. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> is this the torch? It's this the torch. It's the torch. We this talked about this on the Grenfell episode. So yeah. one of these, one of these, I think, I think this one is Spitting the Dubai the torch. Face of God. Hmm. Or no, actually, these are both the same building. This is actually not the torch. Um, yes. The torch uh, was briefly the world's tallest residential building, and it caught fire in 2015, 2017, and most recently in 2019. <laughs> <Right>? just, <laughs> just, just doing towering inferno fan cams. Yeah, yeah, just three times. I, 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 it, you know, it lives up to its name. Um, this this one, though, I, I didn't realize these were both the same building. This is the address downtown Dubai. The address? Atta- yeah, 
It's a, you, is it is it spelled I D R I S? No, it's it's a spelled address, like where you. Oh, it's live. literally just address. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's even that's so dumb. Okay. It's, it's attached to the Dubai Mall. <laughs> so, I can, so I can go downstairs and go shopping. Yeah, exactly. Right. I can go downstairs and shop while the building burns down. So I'll wait for it to uh, be over. Yeah, this caught fire in 2015. You can see it, this is this is these 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 sandwich panels everyone likes to use for cladding. They're just not good. They catch fire and shit, right? Yeah, you shouldn't you know, use flammable petroleum products to cover your buildings. What what happened to like covering a building in like granite or something, or like even concrete? You know, yeah, granite rocks. <laughs> yes, uh, I don't know. I this is not a um, okay. This is this is not a wise not a wise decision to build buildings like this. Um, but it looks so modern, and also it catches fire really easily. <laughs> Oh my God! What on earth am I looking at? So this, they're they're still at this, right? Um, oh no! This is um, this this is the Dubai Creek Tower, right? No, it's they're not. That's the fucking now. like AR Washington Monument. <laughs> like, oh my God! It, it looks like it looks like it is so thin that you could honestly like push it over. It's it's so thin you can see that it's being held up by cable stays. Yeah, yeah. I, it looks like like a cloak of some kind, but uh, like I don't think you should build a building like that. I was about to say I I, I am suspicious of a guide mast, which is also occupiable by humans. Um, I don't. <laughs> I, I do not believe this is up to any modern building code, but I guess they can do whatever the hell they want there. It's their country. That's um, right. <laughs> so this is you know this this is. Said to be slightly taller than the Burj Khalifa, right? This is their new idea mm. for the world's tallest building, right? Um, and financing is lined up. You can see here the foundation has been poured. The only reason this isn't higher is because they paused uh, construction due to the coronavirus, right? Um, and this is, of course, this is a Santiago Calatrava building, so I'm sure hey. it'll come, come out uh, on time and on budget. Um, <laughs> yeah. That guy. Well, I want to do a whole episode on that guy. That guy. Oh, we definitely should. That's 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 a bonus episode. Yeah. So, um, what else are they doing? In addition to tall buildings, they also wanted to build the world's largest airport. This is a picture of a circuit board for uh, for a city the size of Cleveland. Wait, the, little, the, the, little, the, we don't don't they don't they don't they already have like a gigantic airport? Are they, are they talking about building an entirely new one, yeah, not they, just they an were, expansion? They were going to build a new one in addition to. Well, I have built part of this airport actually. That's hold on okay. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven full size runways. Oh, I mean, I mean, it's, it's not it's not impossible. Like, like I get the idea because Dubai is an incredibly popular like like transit destination and like. Like just a lot of planes to go through it, but still seven. Oh, Se runways! It's only it's only that seems actually only six runways. Ah, uh, miscounting. Oh, that. That's yeah. exactly yeah. where I'm from. The far right. Yeah. Okay, I apologize. Yeah. yeah. So the idea was this is Al Maktoum International Airport. You know, the biggest and greatest city in the world needs the biggest and greatest airport in the world, even bigger than Cleveland Hopkins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So eight terminals, six runways, supposed to handle 260 million passengers a year, plus 12 million tons of air freight. Um, and they started building this in like 2008. They finished the first runway and cargo terminal in 2010. 
And, um, well, that's what it still is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, well, well, I mean, it's just, there's no no foresight in this at all because like, I remember the, um, the, the Istanbul airport switch where they built an entirely new airport and then they, they finished it. And then once they finished it, that's when they opened it and they immediately moved every single other thing from the original Istanbul airport to that new one. It was one like those two. Yeah. Um, the Montreal airport. Yeah, but like this, th- this you what is what is the thinking behind it? Like, okay, we finished one runway, let's open it up while there is already a massively more popular airport that is still open. Who wants to fly through this? Uh, you you gotta get the say, shit. I mean, you gotta get the shit out on planes now. I believe this is mostly used as a cargo airport right now. There's a few commercial flights. They're mostly they mostly. Go, I think there's like a seasonal flight to Moscow. Of all of all like <laughs> places that you want to market, like there's a flight you can take to Moscow, like yeah, get, in the get, summertime. You can get a you can get a, a, a summer flight, probably a winter flight to Moscow, honestly. You get in that nice uh Illusion IL eighty six or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Watch uh, the bolts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, watch the bolts work their way out of the wing as you're 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 flying over. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's immersive, Roz. It's immersive. This this is experiencing similar problems to uh Montreal Mirabelle. You know, it's very far away from the city. No one wants to go there. It has bad transit connections. It's just it, it doesn't work. And I mean, it's it's very successful as a one-runway cargo airport, right? Um, <laughs> but this is not the world's largest airport for the world's largest city that it was envisioned as. I do like what they've done with the taxiways, though. That kind of lattice thing is very pretty. Uh, it does actually kind of look pretty, very pretty. I imagine it'd be a very efficient design if they finished it. I also have no idea how they would like number the runways. Because they're all oriented the same way. Oh yeah, shit, that's a problem. Mm. You know, you know what they don't have in the desert is wind. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, you accidentally land on the wrong one. I feel like, yeah, I feel like the, the ability of having like a gigantic desert you could build out to is that you can you can position the runways any way you want. I think they like, should just like color code the runways. Mm. You know, just say land on the green one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well. What else is going on in Dubai? I, I, maybe just sort of look at the general sort of <laughs> urban planning here. Oh boy! Oh one, god! I, I, two, one of the, one of the three, absolute four, worst five, things in the world. Six. Yes. <laughs> These are those uh, Khrushchevskaya's you mentioned earlier. Um, hmm. The the old apartment yeah, buildings. Yeah, they're still there because they don't fall down. The, yeah, the three buildings that were Weeble's there before, wallow, but they, they don't the, fall down. <laughs> Weeblovka. <laughs> <laughs> the only way I can like describe like how Dubai is built, you can see uh, it, 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 it's designed essentially like an American suburb, but instead of McMansions, you put skyscrapers in, right? Um, you know what it reminds me of? Coming into Toronto off the QEW, and you're just like, this is, I, your balcony is just over like a 12 lane highway. How is this the luxury life you want? You just inhale all <laughs> of that smog, it's perfect. Mm. You know, you, you can't you can't really walk anywhere. Um, th- there's public transit, sort of. Uh, they got the Dubai Metro, which is like an automated metro, but it sort of goes in a straight line and nowhere else. Yeah, it's it's all uh, taxis, right? Like, there's no real yeah. bus system, right? 
No, I, no. Yeah. I mean, the Dubai Metro, yeah, it connects uh, the multiple malls. It goes to the airport, um, but it doesn't, it, it's not, I, I struggle to figure out, like, who is it really for, necessarily? Because you can't go to all the tourist destinations anyway, even on it, still. And it has, like, <sighs> it, 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 it's weird, because they added a class system to the Metro. Like, there's a first-class Metro car, there's a second-class <laughs> yeah, Metro so car. So you don't have to see the poor people. There's also a women's car. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> keeping it, keeping it. Hello. Yeah, that, 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 that's a, yeah. that's unfortunately pretty standard in the Middle East. Yeah. Like a lot of Iranian metros have the same thing. Um, but you know, so you can't, you can't walk anywhere. Obviously, it's very hot. But even if you want to, even if you could tolerate the heat, even if it's a nice day, you can't walk anywhere. Um, and you know, obviously, this is really bad for the environment. All the tran- all transportation is by private car or by taxi. Um, but I'm sure. The very sustainable Dubai light bulb will offset that, right? Oh, oh, are we talking about the Dubai light bulb? <laughs> the 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 one that the uh, I forget the 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 Emir was like, hey, you need to make a better light bulb, and then he mandated them in every building. Oh yeah, uh, and you can only get them in <laughs> Dubai because yes, like they, uh, they won't sell them anywhere else. Probably the only good thing that ever came out of like just being an absolute gulf monarch yeah. is that in one place in the world you can get an actually functioning <laughs> light bulb. The architects hate it. What? Because it is. There are three Dubai light bulbs and they are mandated for every installation in Dubai. <laughs> Jesus. Good lord. They look, yeah, they look I know, nice, right? you gotta, I suppose. You adapt every light fixture for them. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's not to say folks in the United Arab Emirates aren't trying for sustainability. Uh, so we got to talk about Mazdar City. Oh, oh no. baby, yeah. Egotopia. Love this. Love this mm-hmm. one. This is in Abu Dhabi, which is the emirate next door, right? Um, mm-hmm. So the idea for Mazdar City, I think this was uh, announced in 2006, right? They're going to build a fully sustainable eco city in the middle of the desert, right? It's going to have all renewable electricity. No cars. It'll have personalized mass transit, right? PR not the same as a car. It's per- not a car. Personal, it's not a car. Yeah, it's not. It's not a car. It's personal rapid transit, right? Okay. Um, sure you want. They have all these. They'll have all these high efficiency buildings, right? They'll have more traditional development patterns with the buildings close together, so there's more shade, so it's cooler, so you can walk places, right? Um, supposed to house fifty thousand people with zero emissions, right? Um. Again, this was announced 15 years ago uh, in 2006. They are, and they started construction. And uh, well, here's what it looks like now. <laughs> oh my God. Right. You can see that. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's going great. It's going fantastic. Going great. Going great. Yeah. They have, well, they have some solar panels up here in the corner. Looks good. I do like the stuff that um, like sort of, already well, exists, which is like <laughs> the tracked housing for all the people who have to work in the various malls and stuff. That's just like, yeah, you live in sector southeast forty, and you have to fucking drive <laughs> to drive to this mall where you work, getting abused all day, and then you drive back. Yeah, cool. Stay, Bob. What they've seemed to have done, they gave up on the no cars idea, so they started also building <laughs> wider streets. Right, so they can get cars <laughs> in there. Right, um, yeah. They got they got a couple big parking lots in here. Everything else is just vacant. Um, yeah. 
Well, well, no, it's not all vacant because are we are we familiar with the um, the AI university? Uh, the what? Shit. Oh, oh, oh no. well, well, there is a. Um, this was recently announced uh, at the end of uh, last year. Um, no, the beginning of last year. It was the uh, Mohammed bin Zayed University of Artificial Intelligence, ah, which is oh, supposed no. to be it's supposed to be the flagship educational institution within Mazdar City. Um, free housing, free uh, free tuition. Uh, you get a um, you get a stipend. Uh, looking for the best and the brightest. Um, I have no idea if it's actually functioning though, <laughs> because there were some things that happened very soon after it opened. I, so I don't know. I, I, sure. I, a lot of this seems like you just show up to the to the place where this great thing is supposed to be happening, and there's just a there's like desert, and the tumbleweed goes by, and you know, <laughs> there's just nothing there. Um, yeah, they got they 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 have actually installed a PRT system here somehow. Huh. Um, you can you can watch videos of it on YouTube. It goes from one end of a parking garage to another. It's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, God. this is your standard Ecotopia project. You know, lots of greenwashing, no substance. Um, I am going to use the restroom, and then we'll try and get through part two oh, a little so quicker. so you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, now doing an intermission. Yeah, I, dude, I, I love, the, there was a Top Gear bit where Hammond goes, I think, to the UAE or, or wherever, and he, uh, he was driving one of those fantastic and terrible Mercedes 6x6. Oh, by six. fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he gets pulled over by a cop in like a, a Veyron police car. And I'm just like, oh my, like, like this is just like people attack the West for our whatever decadence and moral decay. And I'm just like, listen, the cops here have Ford Explorers. <laughs> now, it would be tight to see uh, a Veyron police car just blaze through traffic, but he's still got to do it at like 55. <laughs> <laughs> a Pennsylvania like state trooper, but driving a Bugatti Veyron is a very strong bit. I will say the cops around here. I was uh, I was getting ice cream uh, a while ago, and my girlfriend and I had gone to this really good uh, ice cream place in a Philly suburb. It's the main. I'm not sure how familiar you are with Pennsylvania suburbs, but the main line is is famous. It was built on the PRR's main line, so it's pretty wealthy. And this cop. This this old woman takes her right on red completely safely, and this cop in a fucking pickup. Now we are on Pennsylvania's main line, okay, Philly's main line. There's there's no reason for a cop to need a truck, none at all. And it's like a seventy thousand dollar like F two fifty that's going to got ninety pairs of lights and just fucking blinding. And he's pulling over this old lady, and I'm just like. If we're no abolish the police, if for no other reason than I'm fucking sick of looking at this. <laughs> I'm back. Uh, all right, uh, Seamus, if you got any kind of time constraint, let me know. No, it's it's fine. I'm I'm just waiting until uh, I got to order dinner at some point. But don't worry, we're 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 on. That's fine. I was I was, I, I I was fucking, fine talking about. It. I'm fine talking. I was, about I was this. eating yeah. on the microphone earlier and trying to mute myself so that I don't get like. Yeah, no, I, I can hear. I can hear. I can hear. Look, that, that, oh, get ready for those uh, angry comments. That, I, yeah. uh, that's my problem. Uh, I, I was okay. do, I was doing my best to hit the mute button on Zancaster, and then it was just like, oh no, okay, never mind. No, Roz loves editing that yeah, out. Yeah, next time oh I'm gonna God. find stuff that's more irritating sounding to eat. I'm gonna get like some noodles or something, like something really wet. 
right. All right. That's enough. Uh, United Arab Emirates. Let's move on to Saudi Arabia. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. baby. <laughs> so, oh, God. I, am, I, I said this on Trash Future, but I am seriously wondering, like, what happened to the orb? Like, I've never seen a photo of the orb well, like, after that. It was, like, after the, that they used up. it to open the fucking, like, I don't know, uh, King, it was the King Fard Center, yeah, Center for posting. Uh, where like f- yes. five hundred yeah, guys yeah, in town yeah, just sort of like uh, sit on on fucking computers threatening to nine eleven Canada. It's probably still there. <laughs> it's just like an art installation now. I yeah. uh, I imagine it's in like a closet collecting dust. Mm. No, that'd be depressing. They put it. They put it in the giant warehouse next to the Ark of the Covenant. Part um, of the like, I, I guess mm-hmm. I can talk about this now since it I don't think is happening. But we genuinely like we reached out to people in Hollywood trying to get the golden arm from the Quibi show about the woman with the golden arm <laughs> just to buy it, <laughs> put, just to put it in our studio. And like we we were in serious talks. Like we we were ha- we had people who were on the phone with people who were like, oh yeah, no, I can get you the golden arm. You know, <laughs> g- give me a week and I'll I'll have you the golden arm. We don't have the golden arm, but like <laughs> if you have a lead on the orb, yeah, please, send you know, us, if, if the you, orb. <laughs> yes, send give us the orb. <laughs> give us the orb. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, we talked some of the we talked about some of the economic and political context earlier. You know, Saudi Arabia is home of the holiest sites in Islam, like Mecca, which is where the Kaaba is, right? <laughs> the cube, cube, big cube, gotta big. fuck, gotta fucking get that one out again. You gotta, huh? you gotta, yeah, you gotta get the gotta get the cube, right? Um, yeah, and there's something called uh, recently. There's been an initiative called the Saudi 2030 Project, which yeah, Vision uh, 2030. Yeah. Yeah. Vision 2030. It's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, it was uh, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman started that. We'll talk uh, about him in a bit. <laughs> um, but this recent- my favorite thing about Vision 2030 is that, like, it, it, that pun was so clearly a McKinsey suggestion, and nobody thought to realize that 2030 Vision is worse than 2020. <laughs> <laughs> So, one one of the things they've been doing recently is spending oil money on getting Saudi Arabia off oil, which I guess is good, right? And they've been talking <laughs> something about liberalization of the country's restrictive yeah, rights. In, in, in like having, uh, like all of the Westerners don't want to come here because they're afraid that they will be arrested for all of their various crimes against Islam. For showing so gonna- some ankle. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna change this, maybe, but yeah. probably not for the locals, especially if they do any kind of like dissent. But otherwise, yeah, but otherwise, you know, they wanna they wanna give off this impression that they're not so Wahhabist, right? Hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have to talk about what is Wahhabism. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I I, I can I can uh, I can help with this part. Yeah, go for like. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was there was a scholar, uh, Abdul Wahhab back in the 19th century that attempted to create a movement based on, um, I, I hate to use this kind of comparison, but kind of ultra-Orthodox ideals. Hey. Um, yeah, I'm just saying, it is probably the best like comparison that I can make. Um, one of his more like famous, I want to say, maybe, I don't know if that's the right word, infamous? is the idea of yeah. infamous maybe, is the uh, the ten criteria for uh, expulsion from Islam? 
um, which is talking about like the idolatry. You, you do not fave um, MBS's Insta posts. Yeah, uh, I mean, and like, like it was just, it was really, but it's the, these are things that like you could very easily fall into, and so mm. it created a very, very conservative mindset, and thus uh, it, it kind of became something of a, a popular movement within Saudi Arabia, and that became a bit of a problem later on. Well, because Wahab threw in his lot with Ibn Saud early, and mm -hmm. uh, w was like repaid for this with like the the uh, lasting allegiance of the House of Saud, and also his uh, like his birthplace becoming a sort of large tourist attraction thing, which they're now trying to build, which is very funny. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, he would have fucking hated that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But like, the, I, I forget the name of the town, but it had like the original, uh, like Saudi palace back when they were still like regional, uh, regional kings. And yeah, no, they they've just been throwing money at this for for tourism, and uh, at the same time, sort of demolishing any historical site they can get their hands on in Mecca or Medina. But like, uh, yeah, no, it, it rules. Yeah, and uh, this sort of radical iconoclasm they practiced is not not pra not very popular in like the wider Islamic world, you know, because they they started they started tearing shit down pretty early on, like in the uh, in the seventeen hundreds. Um, shit! Mm. What well, they they tried to demolish the uh, the Green Dome on the Masjid Al Nabawi, and it, like there was like there was genuine feeling that like oh, hey, the rest of the Muslim world may just come and kill us if we do this. So we probably shouldn't. We shouldn't demolish this one dome. Everything else, open season. Yeah, and I, I, what I have on the screen here, let me, let me go through the notes again so I remember what I have on the screen here. Um, I believe this is a, a set of mausoleums for early... You rang? Islam, uh, what? <laughs> mausoleums. Mausoleums. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for for early Islamic figures, right, and these were all demolished in the 1700s, and then the the Ottomans invaded and put the buildings back up, um, and then the Saudis came back in 1925 and tore them all down again. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if it works, it works. Yeah, yeah, say. <laughs> also, the the other thing is, I cannot stress enough the the extent of um, sort of spite that goes into this religiously. Like, it, it's not just a sort of like, oh, well, we we worry for your well being that you might accidentally do idolatry. It's a it's a highly ideological project. They yes. they demolished. Um, God, they demolished one of Muhammad's wives' houses in Medina, and they put a toilet block on it. Yes. Purely as like uh, just just to send the message, you know. So yeah, that, and there was also um, like a big. I I remember this story from back when I was like really religious back in high school. Um, a, a preacher told me about when. Um, I have no idea if this is true, but he told me very very like passionately about um, one of the caliphs. He tried to destroy the pyramids. Because oh, he, was, he, this, he was he yeah. was he was informed that it was in fact because it was sealed, so he, like you couldn't figure out for sure. But like he he found out that it was an idolatrous like tomb. So he, he like there is there is a and I looked this up. There is a pyramid with a giant hole in it where they tried to <laughs> drill into it back in the day because they thought because like 
it, it, it's a big. It was a big thing. Yeah, they just wanted mm-hmm. to destroy this everybody. Is, this is this is like a genuine like problem with uh, with Wahhabis. If you really want to annoy Wahhabis and Salafis more generally, you can simply say, "Why didn't the Sahaba destroy the pyramids?" Because <laughs> oh, that, that 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 guaranteed. Yeah. I I mean, he, I mean, Alice is joking, but like, oh, it's barely. a thing. Like yeah. like if you if you talk about the pyramids and the Sahaba, like people will get mad. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, either, it's either they saw them and they didn't care, or which is like unacceptable because it means that you can build this stuff and they thought it was fine, or it means that they saw it, tried to destroy it, and weren't able to, which is an even worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 the, yeah therefore, you you get my favorite memory TV thing, which is of um some some Egyptian crank going on <laughs> Islamic TV and mm-hmm. saying, if I was president, the first thing I would do is I would order the army to blow up the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. I see that. It's great. The pyramids, it's wonderful. The pyramids would not. It would be very difficult to blow up the pyramids without also blowing up Cairo. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit gigantic. They're yeah. going to do like a shapes charge that only goes in one direction. It's, yeah. a, it's a giant heap of rock. You know, it's just a mountain. It's just a mountain, right? You know, yeah. you would need nuclear weaponry to blow it up. But like, this is this is my favorite thing. Like, not to take us on another huge digression, but like, when <laughs> oh, people when, when people go like, oh, how did all of these different cultures in you know fucking in Asia and in North Africa and in Sub-Saharan Africa and in Mesoamerica build pyramids and why are they all still there? It's like because that's how you build something that doesn't fall down for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yes, it just kind of stays yeah. up on its own. So you got this. You got this situation where you have this this Wahhabist uh, kingdom, which is in control of all the holiest sites of Islam, and who is skeptical about the wider Islamic world mm-hmm. being really Islamic. You know, mm-hmm. they, they're Most not are the ultra orthodox, <laughs> especially yeah. Shia, but like everybody yeah. else too. Oh, you're not Jewish. I don't think you're Jewish because you don't, you know, have nine <laughs> kids by the time you're twenty five. And why don't you have a shot? Shut the fuck up. Those people Saudi, Saudi mitzvotanks. I don't think you're Jewish. That's my favorite fucking stunt to pull on those people. Because they've never heard that shit before. And they're all just like, what do you mean I'm not Jewish? Look at my funny hat and chaos. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, what I'm the, drinking, man. What are the things... <laughs> One of the things they start doing in the uh, in the mid twentieth uh, century is they start exporting Wahhabist theology via diplomacy, education, investments, so on and so forth. Something some people call uh, yes, petrol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I hate to, I hate to go on another tangent here, but like I think Do I think shame us. <laughs> oh, 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 I just want to explain. I just want to explain. This stuff is ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. Um, like my mosque in Eugene, Oregon, like just middle of middle of fucking nowhere, Central Oregon. The entire library was staffed basically with books that had been shipped from Saudi Arabia and Qatar. Like they literally, will ship it to literally anyone. The, the Quran that I have nearest to me is I can get it off the top of this filing cabinet. The Noble Quran, English translation, and the meanings of its commentary, 
from the custodian of the two holy mosques, King Fard. And literally, and the tough seer in this is fantastic because it's the most anti-Semitic thing I've ever read. Because every <laughs> every every every, <laughs> every instance of the word like they, where it's in a bad thing, somebody has inserted in the English translation in brackets <laughs> Jews. So it'll be like, oh, well, oh, they 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 denied Allah. They Jews. Jews, Jews, yes. Jews, 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 Jews. We yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's, already, it's bad. You were 600 plus years late to the party. <laughs> I know, but they, genuinely, they they will fuck, man. And like the other thing, which ties this back into mega projects, is that the other big way of exporting Wahhabism is not just like individual books or individual libraries. It's that you build these massive statement mosques. So like you build the the King Fahd Memorial Mosque in whichever country wants it, and it's gonna be a this gigantic mosque, it's actually too big for what it's supposed to be doing, but it's there to send a message, and the message is, hey, I look like a fucking spaceship that has just landed, and yeah, no, this is this is what Islam is now. Um, so, so it's cool, you know, it's good, I think. And so this is, this, is, uh, th th this is an issue which every Muslim faces, which is that these, these dumbasses in Saudi Arabia are like controlling the narrative everywhere. Um, <laughs> And as I, I, Liam told me to put this up here. Don't confuse it with wasabism. <laughs> Very oh good. God. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that you like my visual gags. So anyway, with this in mind about the 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 the, the sort of um, iconoclastic uh, uh, attitude they have, let's see what they've done to Mecca. We're gonna talk oh, about the no, fucking no. clock tower. Clock tower. Yeah. Clock tower. Yeah, baby. <laughs> My favorite thing in the world. Uh, it makes Dear me God. so fucking angry, man. Like, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's infuriating, and literally everybody hates it. But I, I remember. Oh, I remember talking to. Um, no, no, sorry, not talking to you. I remember when ISIS fighters used to be like on Twitter, like really, really active. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, before they purged and them, yeah. Before they purged them, and there was an ISIS fighter who specifically talked about this clock tower and said that once we conquered Saudi Arabia, the first thing we're doing is like taking this thing down. It's like yeah, it's, it's a, really it's like widespread. Just like breaking the worst person you know just made a great point. Yeah, where do literal I sign Muslims up for ISIS? To literal ISIS fighters have the same opinion on this. Like they all hate it. Like it's 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 ugly. It's horrifying. It's truly deranged. Now here, here's here's a controversial opinion. Uh, if this were anywhere else, I don't think it would be a bad building. Um, <laughs> no, no, that, I know. I, I agree. I agree. The thing is, is that like it's supposed to be like. It's Mecca. Yeah, yeah and it's, 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 it's not Las Vegas. You can much. kind of see, you'll see it in the next slide better, but in this slide on the left there, the, the arches you see on the bottom, the colonnade, that's the Masjid al-Haram, right? That's yes. like, so what, where you're putting this is in itself, like it, like I was saying with the, the toilet box, it's, it's an act of spite, right? It's, it's very yeah. deliberate and it's very consciously sending a message about what you want Islam to be, and what you want Islam to be is Las Vegas. Um, yes. It's it's very bad, folks. Folks, very bad. I I hate to tell you, yeah. Uh, thank God, uh, no one would do this to my holy sites or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Oh God, I remember like the fucking just being in Israel and being at like the uh, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and even just outside the Western Wall. 
And it feeling very much like I know it's a tourist, like obviously it's a holy site, but it's also a tourist attraction. And it even like me, like look at like, and I'm not, I want to stress, I'm not a very religiously observant Jew. Uh, but I was just like looking at people funny who were like, like vendors who obviously are there to make money. And I'm like, are you selling tourist trap shit? Like I felt like the religious police and I didn't want to be doing that. <laughs> and I just like, I can't imagine like going to one of my holiest sites and turning and looking across the street and seeing this shit without thinking, yeah, maybe we should. Yeah, it's, kick it down a few it, notches. It's, it's not just that it's it's offensive, right? It's that it's it's profane specifically. Yeah, so God, it's, yeah. the, the first word that came to mind was tacky, but I feel like profane is a far better fit because it's just a giant middle finger. Mm-hmm. It even looks like one. It would yeah. be a, a good building in Las Vegas, though. I will say oh, that. Super <laughs> if this were Vegas, I would be. Yo, we would what be going there do, every weekend. What we've got to do this is this is this is the program, right? We do the same thing as the first London Bridge. We dismantle it brick by brick, and we and, rebuild and we it send in it Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, yeah. send it to us, dude. We'll put it up right next to the Comcast Tower. <laughs> yeah, and curse the so, fucking Eagles again. All right, here. So here's no, the deal. We'll, we'll, we'll hang two Eagles jerseys off that giant moon. <laughs> here's the deal with the Avraj Al Bayat, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the hotel. It's built on the site of an 18th century fort, an Ottoman fort. That's this guy right here. Of course, they completely obliterated it for the construction. Um, the Turks complained about this one. Um, and, uh, you know, the... the uh, Speaking of worst yeah. people you know making a good fight. <laughs> I'm looking at the aerial view now, and this is genuinely one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. Saudi Affairs Minister Saleh al Saik Saik. Just said, keep going, buddy. No one has the right to interfere in what comes under the state's authority. And in reference to the uh, uh, the Turks' complaints, he said there was a housing component to the plan, right? He said this building oh, well. is intended to house okay. pilgrims to Mecca, and this is in the interest of Muslims all over the world. Uh, how how much is a room for, for like, at one night? A pilgrim. You know, I, I, so, I remember looking this up. It's something, like, in the hundreds. Like, there's a reason why, I mean, there's a reason why, like, you, you go in a tent with a group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's supposed to I mean, not only is it cheap, it's much cheaper. Like, it's about community and uh, befriending your fellow Muslims. Yeah. Uh, the, it's f- why, the, first it's, thing, it's, the first thing you do when you go on Hajj is you all dress the same so that everybody, like, yeah. so there's no class or national distinctions. And then the second thing that happens when you go on Hajj is a bunch of Saudi cops uh, go through your Instagram to make sure you're not Shia. And then the third thing is you pay <laughs> uh, a few hundred dollars for a, a room in the clock tower. Thank God. <sighs> That's so a, fucking crass. Mm-hmm. A six hundred. I would know something about being crass. <laughs> <laughs> this is a six hundred and one meter tall hotel. Um, I believe when it was finished, it was the second tallest building in the world. Um, I think it's, it's the absolute largest hotel in the world. This is the God, largest so clock much. face in the world. Yeah, um, it lights up with LEDs too. Why? Oh my god! It just they can just that, they that, can just that fucking... part is not the problem. That part is not, that looks cool with like it's at night, but also again, <laughs> no, they, they should they, not be in Mecca. They, they can just like shoot green and white LEDs up the sides of this uh, for for like you know whatever they want, which is cool. This uh, the, you see this um, what's it? This um, this sort of thing buttressing the uh, clock, right? Mm. That mm. is as tall as um, the the uh, 
the clock tower at uh, Westminster Palace, uh, Big Ben. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> 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 what? Just send, sending a message. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, so at the bottom, there's a big mall and a parking garage. You know, there's 120 floors. There's some ungodly number of hotel rooms. Yeah, because, you know, if, if, if you want to go and see the Carver, right, the thing that you want to do after that is go across the street and get some halal Starbucks. Yes. Um, oh wait! I, oh, there was a Five Guys near this hotel. I just <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, <laughs> and it's not a joke. If you look up Five Guys Mecca, it's in it's uh, in this exact place. This is a real place. When, 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 when we recorded the Trash Future <laughs> episode about the, the line and Neon with well, Seamus, temporarily closed. Good news. Oh. <laughs> I um, I, my my Zencaster name there was App Store in Carver, and I think it's only a matter of time. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh here. Okay. <laughs> just, I'm, I, I'm revisiting this photo and the five guys, even the five guys is like incredibly gaudy looking <laughs> and gigantic. Like, oh my oh God. My God. This, this, I love how city, they have a quote, city of insanity. They have a Where? quote from the San Jose Mercury News. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. Do they have? Uh, Why? Where are the potatoes from? Eighteen dollars. Ah, it's for a cheeseburger. Yeah, but it's like a good cheeseburger, though. I. It's, yeah, like yeah, I, oh, the, is it eighteen dollars good, well, bros? Also, I, I, everything for, for your yeah. benefit, you won't be able to get any of the bacon on it either. So, uh, uh, yeah, no, it's that's, nice, yeah, no. I was about to say, no, yeah, eighteen dollars for a bacon cheeseburger. Okay, but I guess you can't get the bacon. Yeah, that's an issue. Um, what happened to you, man? You used to be with me in the United Against More Than Twelve Dollar Burger Front. <laughs> I don't know what the cost of living is in Mecca. Too high. I guess apparently. so. Yeah. Well, it's all for tourists. <laughs> Yeah, yeah exactly. and I mean, I mean, Mecca also has like an actual public transportation system, like a pretty extensive metro line, uh, as well. Um, I think Riyadh just recently got one. Like, like it's 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 the cost of living comes with you know, some benefits. Mm. I mean, the cool thing is there is one genuinely cool infrastructural thing about Mecca, and that is the metro. Purely because, like, what what they do is like the resident population of Mecca is low enough that, like, during the Hajj, the size of the metro in terms of like number of trains and trains per hour has to go up by like. 50,000%. And so Damn. they just have, they literally just have like depots and depots and depots of empty trains waiting. And then at the moment they just flick the big switch and it's like, yeah, no, we vast, we turn this into like one of the world's largest public transit systems. $18 for a goddamn cheeseburger. <laughs> we're, we're at a separate issue now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. All right. So you no, see, that's tight. Don't get me wrong. I'm just, I'm fascinated by looking at all these fan pics of the Mecca Five Guys. I, 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 like, I'm sorry to tell you this, but a Five Guys in France, like, I've been there, like, it's 18 euros. Like, it's even more expensive y'all there. Y'all are fucking getting ripped off. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's this bad in the UK, too. Yeah, no. So, International Five, five guys, guys. is not halal in the UK, though, apparently. So that's interesting. Oh, I learned that shit. on the Five Guys, five guys UK <laughs> FAQ. Oh, Alice. No, oh, boy. Buddy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, wonder if they, I wonder if they keep halal in those no-go zones I keep hearing so much about. <laughs> it's, it's easy to assume because KFC is halal, uh, most McDonald's are halal, like, almost everything oh, yeah, here is halal. halal but like, KFCs, yeah. yeah, no, but uh, appar- Five Guys, apparently not, so, oops. All right. At least it's been a while since I've eaten one. So, um, so you can see here the relationship of the hotel. To the mosque, the masjid, Al Haram, 
and, and we should talk a little bit about this building, right? Because as you can see, there is a large construction site over here, right? Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, what's planned there? I actually have no idea. So They're going to expand the mosque some more. They are expanding the mosque. One of the problems with the Hajj is that a lot of people show up at once to do all the same things at the same time, right? Uh, yeah, you know, and, and I mean, if, if <laughs> it, it would be perhaps reasonable to say now that there are well north of a billion Muslims, it's perhaps not like as required for the benefits of public safety to do all of this stuff at the same time together in the same place every time completely inflexibly, unless, for instance, you had bet heavily on a totally inflexible form of Islamic theology that requires you to do everything the way the Sahaba did, or else. Because if you yes. did that, then you really might screw yourself over infrastructurally. But luckily, we, we dodged that bullet. No, so in, instead, we're going to, we, they need to, um, you know, since everyone's coming in at once, I mean, the Hajj is not the world's largest mass migration, but it is the world's largest mass migration to one place. Um, Aren't there some, like, some of the Hindu religious festivals for the Ganges have more people, just uh, uh, overall? It's, yeah. yeah, it's just spread out a little yeah. bit it's, more than um, just, like, one location yeah, yeah. in the middle of a city, yeah. Thanksgiving is, like, 20 times bigger. Um, Chi oh, Chinese Lunar Festival, uh, Chinese Spring Festival, rather, that's that's the biggest one, because I remember reading about that. That's a lot of people going to a lot of different places. Yeah, they're all going home to, yeah. from the cities, rather than... As opposed yeah. to... 1.2 billion people just all showed up in the same city, and you can't eat bacon. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is like two, two or three, I think, million people show up for this one leak for the Hajj every year. I want to say offhand, I'm not sure if that's wrong. So sounds about right. You know, thus this mosque has had to have been expanded a couple times over the years, um, but the latest expansion is unprecedented and pretty wild. Yeah, they're right? more than well, doubling the, to the, be the size of it. Yeah. yeah. So I thought we'd start with like looking at a history of the mosque. Um, wait, wait, wait. You said two to three million, mm -hmm. right? And I'm I'm sorry, forgive my uh, ignorance, but how long how long are you? I guess there for? See, just a couple weeks. Yeah, I think okay. even less than that. No, yeah. I was yeah. just curious as to like the the idea of you know we you talked about being inflexible and i know that there's been some some tension with saudi arabia and everybody else about everything but just the idea of trying to now price squeeze people out of hajj <laughs> uh, oh, I, mean, I was wondering if that if that's like a sort of just not intentional but sort of a happy byproduct oh 100% and I, listen i'm not yeah. going to i'm not going to sit here and say oh it was I it just, was better in the old days because in the olden days it used to be a, a valid career that you would just kind of rob people on the way there that <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that used to be like a career path that you wait you wait for some rich people to go past and then you stick them up but like no uh, this is it, it, my it's game with the sims has taken a dark turn <laughs> But no, it's it's, it's absolutely uh, like this. This is a benefit because the Hajj is a political tool to Saudi leaders, and it means that you can like it, uh, you can show favor and disfavor by limiting the number of pilgrims going in and coming out, and so on, and so on, and so on. Yeah. Like, are there if, quotas if, based on nationality? Uh, not officially, but they have to issue the visas. Ah, so in practice, okay, yes. That like, answers if, my if, question. If, okay. If, if you are Shia and you want to go on Hajj, you are having a difficult time. Right. That I I there, there's okay. a few Muslim groups they've unilaterally declared are not Muslim. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
That feels like cheating. Yeah. <laughs> Although, again, I, 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 I do sometimes envy the Catholic Church and their ability to simply kick people out. Because mm. I, I always thought Judaism should go back to the days of uh, we just all get together in one room and sort of shun, you know, <laughs> Jamie didn't or whoever. Or Epstein. You know, we posthumously kick Epstein out. I mean, out. The, the thing like, is, you know, right, like, <laughs> another thing I want to talk about, which is, like, related to... Uh, the sort of Wahhabist um, like uh, push diplomatically is that like in order to get a Hajj visa, generally what you need or one of the things that you need is you'll need like a letter from your imam, right? That just says, yeah, they're, they're, they are Muslim. They go to this mosque, and obviously that's very then it's very easy then to say, oh, they go to this mosque, the King Fahd Memorial Mosque, that is okay by Saudi Arabia. But if it comes from like I don't know the fucking you know Al Nur or Al Fakhan Mosque that isn't uh that then you can be like yeah no we're not going to give you the the visa i thought like isn't islam is like decentralized though right <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, yeah, like, yeah despite, yeah, despite yeah, but, but the it, best efforts yeah, of the kingdom of saudi arabia like, yes they're, they're trying yeah. to turn it into a catholic church thing but like it's not it's like it, 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 it i thought everyone was like doing their own teachings it was more closer to protestantism than catholicism but this like, was my I, understanding. Well, that's a whole different discussion. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they, they've been trying to do that with like the caliphate uh, thing, mm. but that didn't work out too well. Yeah, the, uh, a couple the, of years the, ago. Sh the short answer is, especially in relation to the Hajj, that like even at its most centralized, when you had you know a, a, an Ottoman who was nominally a, a caliph, that like an effective sort of border control and surveillance for people going on the Hajj was like beyond their wildest dreams. That just wasn't possible. Um, <laughs> they, they couldn't keep Richard Burton out, and he was just like a, a, a British guy pretending to be Afghan so he could sneak in and see what the, like, the cool people were up to. So yeah, That's one of the weird things about you know, Mecca is a whole city which is at least nominally walled off to non-Muslims. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like signs on the highways leading to Mecca, like non-Muslims must exit. <laughs> How could they? Do you get stopped? See, literally, yes. Like, literally, I, yes. I, I there will be a like okay, Saudi okay, border good. guard checkpoint. Good. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I was thinking, like... I was like, I could probably fake it as Chechnyan, but like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got the North Caucasus beard going on, but like. Yeah, what, what, you, what you're going to need is you're going to need like a, a, a fake letter of credential from Ramzan Kadarov, um, and then can you get me one of those? I mean, probably. Yeah, I can just I like, Alice. yeah. I'll, yo, I'll talk to my Hebrews in Hollywood and see if we can hook you up with that golden arm. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is interfaith dialogue. I was about to say, yeah, uh, we have a we have a good interfaith podcast going. That's right. Um, <laughs> all right, so I thought we'd we'd, we'd start by like kind of looking at. Uh, the 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 masjid over time right so i i think we we we'd start with um uh the masjid al haram classic right here right this is <laughs> same great taste same great taste less less filling um this is these are ottoman era porticos surrounding the kaaba right um you can see there's sort of a am i pronouncing that wrong it's because this is the Kaaba. It's, yeah. Kaaba. it's fine. It's, it's the fine. Kaaba. Okay. I'm going to call it the Kaaba now. You, you, oh, you can just call it the cube. It just means the, the cube. The, the, you can cube. Call it the cube. All right. You know, so you got, you got a rectangular courtyard surrounding the cube. You got these sort of traditional Islamic porticos. You've got like the, the, the sort of, I want to say peristyle hall is the word, but that's Egyptian. 
Um, yeah, you know, close enough. Right. Part part of the Hajj is you circle the cube seven times, right? Um, so, you know, you need this big space so everyone can do that comfortably, right? Um, mm. Now, as once Saudi Arabia takes over, there's more Muslims, they start trying to expand this stuff, right? So the bulk of the masjid actually dates from the 1970s. Um, and it kind so of it, looks it, not to yeah. be disrespectful. <laughs> this, is, this is the first expansion, uh, modern expansion. This is um, the bulk of the building you're familiar with now was built then. You can see the Ottoman porticos. They've been painted blue. Um, they demolish a lot of the Ottoman porticos. They start putting up these... Um, this taller area, right? Mm -hmm. um, they pave around the kava so that you're not like just kicking off a bunch of dust doing to off. Mm -hmm. They also demolish a lot of buildings surrounding the mosque mm -hmm. uh, so they can have more room. They put in the minarets. Uh, this is the, like the bulk of how people are, how the building has generally been portrayed. You know, popular conception of the building is, is the Saudi era expansion, the first one, right? So this guy right here, right? Um, now note, compared to the pictures we showed before, note all the buildings where like people live and do commerce, which are so close up to the uh, mosque, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. looking at these and I'm thinking all of these need to be 400 floors higher. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, that definitely improve it is if we demolished everything and made this bigger and maybe put some parking lots in. Um, <laughs> So the mosque was already over capacity by the 2000s. So they're like, well, we need to do more expansions. Let's go demolish people's houses to do that. <laughs> right. So here, here's, a, here's a good picture from 2014. Um, yeah. If you don't have social, <laughs> if you have social anxiety, Islam is not a good religion for you in a lot of ways. This was when the big expansion was at its most disruptive. They actually put in two elevated platforms so you could circle the Kaaba at different levels to handle I mean, the extra people. <laughs> th this is already kind of a thing with the the like uh the pillars that you I'm have back. to stone. So like yeah, yeah no th this is this is the future is just like th this sort of concourse is going to be 50 stories high. It's going to be enclosed entirely air conditioned yeah. and uh mm -hmm. you're just going to have to like lean out over the edge. It's cool. Oh dear. This is my thing. I figure you, you're supposed to circle seven times, and it's like the first couple you're like outside, like second, the uh, the other you're inside afterwards. I don't know why they don't do a a spiral ramp. I think that would make sense. <laughs> um, you know, if if we're going to continue altering the building, you may as well, you know. But <laughs> anyway, uh, this is this is 2014, but you can see all these tower cranes over here because that's how big the expansion is. Now, this is sort of the before, right? Pay attention to this neighborhood up here. Because mm -hmm. um, you can see uh, already down here, this is where the big hotel is being built. Um, you see there's a mountain here, there's a highway that goes through a tunnel, well, lots of buildings, lots of people live here. Um, and I believe Mecca has the highest proportion of non-Saudis living in it of any city in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, which I guess sense. is why they can do things like this. Um... <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. All right. Yeah. All right. So you can see a lot of buildings have disappeared for new skyscrapers. Here's the hotel finished. There's another building next to it. 
you can see this series, these are probably all 40, 50 story buildings over here. Um, and the mosque expansion, which I, uh, I don't understand the plan of this building at all. Right. But yeah, it seems to be be increasing the actual, yeah. But like, why, why not just like, uh, I figured, I thought uh, the capacity uh, problem was going around the, uh, the Kaaba as opposed to hmm. whatever the hell they're doing with this, which appears to be for viewing the Kaaba, but not going around. Yeah. I, 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 I guess what they're thinking is... I feel is, like that was not the problem before. Yeah. yeah. I feel like what they're doing is they're building these massive prayer halls, because you can see that like, angled towards the Kaaba. And then you you just kind of just you know just stay in there and pray until they fucking like clear enough people through that you can go and you can go and do to off. Yeah, I can see what they're thinking. Yeah, ah, it's yeah. visiting the Sistine Chapel and they give you ten goddamn minutes to see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get a crick in your neck and you like you come out of it and you feel like your religious experience has been sort of thoroughly commodified. Yeah, it's, it's, I've been to the Vatican museums and I don't recommend it. Um, <laughs> so. It's fucking. It's just too many goddamn people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, you know you shuffled past these incredibly beautiful artworks, these priceless masterpieces that you've you 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 will you know will never see art that equivalent that's equivalent to it anywhere else in your life. And there's so many of them, and you can't enjoy any of it because rods. you're you know you're, you're just crammed in there with a a million other people, and you can barely move. Oh, that's how I felt about the Western Wall, man. I was like, okay, like you know thousands of hundreds of thousands of people if not millions have died over this whatever 300 foot long section of rock like this is pretty cool and then it's just like searchlights and shit and you're just like this feels very i i don't feel fulfilled mm. by looking at this i think and pay attention We're, we'll talk about something that's going on over here later art should make you feel something yeah um one of, one of the things about this expansion is it's very, very difficult to find out what they're actually doing. <laughs> I, I, I had to, <laughs> I, I had to search far and wide to find a render of what the finished expansion will look like, but I did find it. Oh, oh wow. Dear. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, it looks like, uh, it looks like something from like the Phantom Menace. Yeah. It's like, like the pod racing. It's the defrost symbol on my GTI, if you look at it from a certain angle. <laughs> wow, well, art is like, wild. It doesn't seem like they've done much about the capacity problems over here. Right? That's all the same. Um, yeah. what, what I do notice is that they have decided to build some very large minarets. Um, oh, yeah. you got to build tall. Otherwise, how would you even know that you're Saudi? Um, how do you exert your political say, influence if you don't have big, tall donks? These yeah, are right. probably both about 1,500 feet tall. Uh, and I mean, the, 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 point, the, the point of a minaret is that you broadcast the call to prayer from it. I don't think that people have a lot of problems knowing when to pray in Mecca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also like, it, I remember the crane collapse that happened like a couple years ago in Mecca. Yeah. And it was like, this seems like all these expansions, it's just creating. New scenarios oh, for yeah. like hundreds of people to get good because one of the minarets collapse. There's yeah. some really um, dark, there, like the weight problems with the yeah. men, like the prayer. Like 
It, oh my yeah, god. It's a really dark like, vibe. Like, yeah. if, if you, like, think Happen back to, to the... I finished my bottle of bourbon, thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you think about the, like, temporary concourse that they added, the, like, three floors thing, there was a, a French guy a couple of years ago who committed suicide during the house, who jumped off of one of Jesus. those. Right? And I, like... Uh, I don't know, man. It's... It's not good. All thing is very, very, um... Very strange. I, I don't I, I don't understand the purpose of this if it's not again to expand circulation at a choke point. It doesn't look like they've done very much for that at all. Like you could still have, you know, the the, the classic Hajj stampede. Um mm. although that doesn't tend to happen like to my knowledge, it's never happened in the Masjid al Haram itself. It's been uh, it's, lo- it's the mostly other parts, it's the stoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which again is one of those things where they've just kind of like built a sort of multi-level parking to, garage to, to, for people. To their credit, they have tried to build their way out of that one. I mean, yeah. I, I, I again, I think the solution here, uh, just my just one man's opinion, maybe, maybe more theological than engineering. Couple, yeah, 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 there may be a theological solution here. I mean, again, like I, I, generally, I, I tend to think that <laughs> if, if if you're sort of uh, killing people to do this, then maybe it's 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 worth sort of taking taking the preservation of life as a sort of a first order impulse here. But what yeah. do I know? Um, I, well, <sighs> in addition to doing that, of course. They're also building more luxury condos adjacent oh to God. the mosque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it looks like the um like the miniature says they had for Blade Runner, like down to the lighting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like this is uh you got these two big hotel buildings over here. It's supposed to be like a gateway to the mosque, right? This is called Jabal Omar, sort of uh-huh. a cluster of mixed use towers. And it's like this render looks awful. I hope they don't build it. Oh wait, they're already building it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> looks great. Yeah. Uh, looks no, looks already great, great, man. I I want to know how many like how many tower cranes are they using in this place? Like, it's just a forest of tower cranes right in front at, of you. At least you get a nice view operating one of those, and you try not to think about the guy who has your passport and a safe. I don't think mm. I don't a tower crane operator is a prestige position. Mm. Um, this is I don't think those are the guys. I don't think the tower crane operator is the guy with the confiscated passport. Uh, you think it's like a, a Swedish guy who's getting paid a hundred thousand dollars a it's, week? It's, yeah, t- uh, so he can you know become Italian. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> taking Italian <laughs> lessons with yeah, my petrodollar exactly. money. Oh, do you want to know another fun fact about the Masjid al-Haram? Uh, which is that because of the whole uh, only Muslims thing, uh, in the 70s there was there was a genuine, there was a terrorist incident, there was a hostage taking, mm-hmm. where a bunch of uh, like Iranians, and the Saudis will never shut up about this, ever, uh, a bunch of like a handful of Iranians took hostages and seized the Masjid al-Haram. And because Saudi Arabia didn't have any like kind of like SWAT teams or whatever, because it was the 70s, what they did was they paid the French uh, gendarmerie nationale, the Gigen, uh, 
to come in and do the like to retake the mosque. But before they did that, they had them all convert to Islam for like on right, a temporary yeah. basis, <laughs> yeah, just so they could do this. Hell yeah! Hell um, yeah! I I'm surprised they didn't have some foreign legion guys who were already Muslim who could do that. Yeah. Well, I, I guess yeah. maybe it was like a belt and suspenders thing. Where you would like? I, I imagine it would have maybe taken a bit more time to find out. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know if they want to spend <laughs> a couple right, hours we, just we, to we figure it out. Guys, yeah, make sure sure you're, not the, you're Muslim now. Come yeah. on, we want to make on. sure you're not the wrong kind of Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now this project is well underway. In fact, in fact, I, I think this is a picture from back in 2014 because you can see the big, uh, the big ring back here. Um. But they're expanding this project now into King right. Abdul Aziz uh. Road. Oh my oh, god. Jesus. Why? <laughs> Dear Lord in heaven. What is the Shans Alizeh, but worst and also god, oh my god. I showed this is an affront to God. That pair of hotel towers before with the archway, that's up here. And now this is a grand promenade right what? up to the mosque. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is like a grand pedestrianized avenue, but with like four stories of parking underneath. There's this, you know, nice urban fabric all around, right? Um, that was obviously all ripped out to build this shit. Um, <laughs> again, this is a render, but uh, I don't have a picture of the construction, but this is again also well underway. Um, my god. Um, I mean, like, again, like, what is this now? This is the, oh, is this the same street, the same, same street, thing. Uh, yeah, it's like pedestrianized. Yeah. It's, Looking like a mall. Looking like a mall again. Pedestrianized yeah. in air quotes. There's a highway underneath this. Of course. Oh, okay. right. um, Is that a Tag Heuer watch place in the render on the bottom left? Yes. What yes, else it is. What, what else do we have here? Is that a fucking Sparrows? Is it a Sparrow? It just says signage. Oh, yeah, oh okay. come on, you oh, fuckers. Cla- classic, uh, classic, um... Uh, placeholder render thing is just but, but Tag Heuer so has one yeah no this is cool uh, I, I, I want to buy a $50,000 watch I want to um, know how uh, many people they kicked out of their houses to put this thing up oh uh, it's going to be a lot it's a lot yeah it's, it's a lot um, god it's totally shameless and if you hated the first hotel you'll hate the other hotel they're putting up Oh god! Yeah. Oh my Jesus! They're, they're really leaning into the Star Wars prequel that's a thing. Lot like, of helipads. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot. Yeah. Why is there so many helipads on this? Um, because what is well, the, the, I think the LA answer, baby. The, the genuine answer, right, is that the Saudis, uh, in general, the Saudi elites, they don't like Mecca. They don't like spending time in Mecca. Yes. It makes them have to think about Islam, which they don't like doing. And so, what they want to do is both a turn it into a theme park where you can buy a fifty thousand dollar watch, and b minimize the amount of time that you have to spend there. So you fly in, you do your Hajj stuff in this highly prescribed Salafist manner, you buy your $50,000 watch and you get the fuck out back to where people who matter live in yes. you know, Riyadh or Jeddah or wherever else. And the top, um, the top five floors of this building are supposed to be reserved for the Saudi mm. royal family. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. This, mm. is, this is in site preparation. I think they put this on hold back in 2008 or so, but I think they've resumed construction. Yeah, I, um, I, again, I cannot stress enough the the amount of contempt which the <laughs> the, the House of Saud has for Islam as like a, as a practice and as a religion is yeah no. It's very difficult to find information on these things, which is annoying. 
um, I believe this is called Abraj Kudai. Uh, but cool. it's, it's, uh, it, it's a big hotel. It's, it's actually, it's shorter than the other hotel. But well, that's good. He wouldn't want to overshadow it. Pretty no, fucking big. The, <laughs> I mean, the dome is pretty sweet. It, it is it's pretty. <laughs> it, it, again, I think these would be pretty good buildings in Las Vegas. Um, but, oh, yeah. In Vegas, <laughs> these things would be absolute showstoppers. Yeah. Can you imagine getting getting like the Cinderella Castle Hotel room there at the top of the dome? <laughs> That'd be fucking lit. But so like, no, dude, I'm in a desert. So it could be it'd more, be more of an Arabian Nights themed hotel room, I would think. <laughs> again, we're all again we're just doing Hitman levels. I can mm-hmm. only think of the world. I can only process it in the form of Hitman Three now. And this, yeah, no. So like, I, oh, I, I'm going to be climbing up the outside of that to knock a guy out and steal his clothes. Now Becca's not the only place where they're doing dumb shit, though. So, nope. um, let's talk about the Jetta Tower. Right. Oh, okay. it's yeah. before, before, before you talk about the tower, can I talk about the thing which was previous to this? Their big thing in Jeddah, building an enormous flagpole, and that's absolutely wow. the most like desperate for attention state I, thing there is. Because like uh, you know, both Koreas have done it. Uh, some of the yeah. like Central Asian countries have done this. Is you hire this one company to build you a really large flagpole? I think Jordan has one in Amman too. Uh, you just like build this, and you have and the world's largest flag and it's a saudi flag and it's very cool i've, I've seen a number of uh, very large confederate flags in my lifetime yes uh, yes i too have been <laughs> just outside of roanoke <laughs> i too have been to the virginia north carolina line yeah so one of the problems is of course you can't show the west all your wonderful things in mecca because the west is not muslim right so you gotta you gotta you gotta figure out some cool vanity project outside of mecca where you can like say, "Hey, come come to Saudi Arabia. Look at look at our all our shit, right?" So one of these is something called Jeddah Economic City, right? It's all, all very wordy terms for these things they're they're putting up, right? Um, this is a big stupid new development on the outskirts of Jeddah, which is a city on the Red Sea. Um, Jeddah, what's uh what's our American comparison? Can you guess? Uh, it's, it's it's a port, but it's not like a huge one. I'm gonna say, fuck it, Portland. Uh, bigger than Portland. Seattle. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say hmm, I'm gonna say maybe like a uh, maybe like Milwaukee. It's, I have no idea if Milwaukee is bigger than Portland. It is. Liam was closest. It's a little smaller than Seattle. A little bigger than Minneapolis. Jesus oh, fucking wow. Christ. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> and fuck the Vikings. Oi, oi, oi. 38 to 7, Seamus. 38 to 7. <laughs> so the idea is they're building, they're building this big development on the outskirts of Jeddah. Um, they're always building their shit on the outskirts. They never reinvest into the middle of their cities ever. You know, they're going to build the tallest tower in the world called the Jetta Tower, which will be one whole kilometer tall. It wasn't it supposed to be the Kingdom Tower, or did that name get ditched? Uh, Kingdom Tower is an actual building in Riyadh, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I was like finished. Okay. Why would you name this? This seems very confusing. Yeah. Well, listen, in, in, in Saudi, they have three names for stuff. It's dead king oh. thing. It's kingdom Wait. thing. Yeah. yeah, I was right. I was right. I was right. It was previously known as a kingdom tower, but there is a separate 
tall skyscraper in Riyadh called the Kingdom Center, oh, which is yeah. extremely confusing. Right, yeah. mm. But now it's the Jetta Tower. Right. I guess they, I guess they change it up a little bit. I wonder if you. It, it, I'm just imagining like if we had a similar naming system in America, you could have like the Democracy Tower. Uh, well, you have the Freedom yeah, Tower, though. I guess that's the same tower. thing. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know if we have a, like a stand on there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess the funniest thing you could do is like start naming stuff other than libraries and high schools for recent former presidents. So like you you just have like not even like a a Trump Tower in the sense that like he puts his name on it, but like it's a publicly owned thing that you're calling the the President Trump Economic City. I've had I had a cursed thought this morning, Mm. which was so you know you know uh, the company American La France. Yeah, build fire trucks. Yeah, fire trucks. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking like, what if immediately after nine eleven they renamed it American La Freedom? (laughs) 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 Oh God! So after a lot of uncertainty with financing, they decided we're going to start. We're going to we're we're going to get this thing underway. They they managed to get financing lined up. They started building the damn thing in March twenty thirteen. Of course. Main contractor is uh, podcast favorite Saudi bin Laden group. Um, yeah, <laughs> Chavo Trap House bin of Laden. bin Laden. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, if you're doing contracting anywhere in the Middle East, you deal with Saudi bin Laden group. It is a massive company. Uh, you know, and it, it, in the in the defense of the bin Laden family, a phrase I never <laughs> thought I would say. <laughs> Osama was not like a big deal within it ever. Yeah, they, like they he was a, kind of a fail son. Yeah, exactly. He went off and he did his own thing. Uh, in, Literally in, the worst fail son in, in like world history. Yeah, he went off and he did his own thing in Afghanistan, and then uh, he, um, uh, as Robert Fisk once wrote, put his army on the road to peace in Sudan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hundred percent serious. You can you can look up this. Uh, Google, I think the headline is Former Cold Warrior Puts His Army on the Road to Peace, and it's about yeah, Osama bin yeah. Laden building roads in Sudan. And meanwhile, while he was doing this, he was like, Yeah, I'm just going to send a guy to blow up the USS Cole. Did that, then 9 11. So, yeah. I think he would have probably done a little bit better for himself if they had podcasting back then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody, somebody had a, a thing which is like, um, what, what's the weirdest celebrity encounter you've ever had on Twitter? And somebody said, I used to live in Islamabad and in the 90s, and Osama bin Laden's bodyguard came to my house to make me turn my music down because we lived two doors down from him and it was too loud. So, <laughs> yeah, just getting, getting kind of scolded I, I, for playing fucking real big fish by Osama bin Laden. That, what the hell? Well, was it? it, was it, it was, he's, he's, <laughs> all right, so he's two doors down, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, and you're playing your music so loud he can, like, either Osama bin Laden he, he, is he too sensitive, or we've gotten or a noise complaint for some yeah. shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had a point with that noise complaint. Is, it was just a, that the cops broke in to, to is, deliver it. Is Osama bin Laden uh, a NIMBY? No, he, uh, he, he, you know what? Yes, he's a NIMBY because that'll infuriate whoever posts this on Numtots. No, I, I don't think Osama bin Laden is a NIMBY because he he was he was an engineer, right? 
That so, is true. You know, like he mostly built roads when he built yeah, stuff. Yeah. So you know, presumably he was he was not he was not opposed to new development because he would make money off of it, right? <laughs> I would say Osama bin Laden is a yimby. <laughs> yes you know what yes that'll infuriate the dumb tots more yeah you know what 9-11 yes, was... did it cleared space for new development in lower manhattan <laughs> that's true <laughs> can't wait for someone to get real mad about that in the comments oh if they make it whatever two hours and 27 yeah, minutes yeah. in yeah. all right so uh, anyway, we're getting through it they started building this this building right and then hold on hold on guys oh i'm so sorry um, we've been recording this so just listeners at home. We've been recording this so long um, that a dinner that I ordered for well after this recording has ended is here. Okay, so oh, I yeah. need to go uh, pick it up quickly. You guys can keep just just talking. remember to like <laughs> don't mute yourself when you're eating because yeah. the yeah, hogs no, love that. Exactly what I'm gonna yeah. do. Okay. Uh, okay. So this is the part of the podcast where a lot of times there's sort of a musical interlude as a form of transition where we had to cut some uh, dead air or, you know, irrelevant parts out, right? But because we upload to YouTube, I can't use any music because I'll get a copyright strike. So instead, just pretend there's some music here. And, um, you know, yeah, that's, that, that's what we're doing, right? Okay, so back to the podcast uh, with, with the understanding that some minutes elapsed in this area. So, hi, I'm Mohammed bin Salman, and this is Jackass. <laughs> what was that transition, man? <laughs> I have Jesus. to, yeah, no, I have to do, I'm Mohammed bin Salman, I have to do a bunch of unforced errors, I have to kidnap the former Prime Minister of Lebanon, yeah. um, I, I have to... I have to I have to occupy the top floor of the Riyadh Ritz Carlton pictured here and then yes. just like electrocute a bunch of my uncles in bathtubs until they yes. sign over all their money to me. It's a, um, it's, it's a retreat for those who simply desire the royal treatment though. <laughs> <laughs> just get a murdered in an alley cuz they're not even fucking fancy about it. They're just like, "Hey, Guy, we're gonna we're gonna Trotsky here. It's so it's <laughs> so so funny, right? That he's like unsubtle enough to just fully do the rubber hose treatment on people, but like it's in pursuit of like uh, mashable articles about how yeah. Saudi Arabia is epic now. That's so, so funny to me. I'm looking at the royal suite on uh, go, Fraz. Okay, just, so I'll, the 21st of June, 2017, Mohammed bin Salman oh, no. becomes the deputy prime minister, which is the same as prime minister. In Saudi Arabia, I, yeah, like, I should also point out minister, that like, his dad, King Salman, uh, has pudding for brains by this point. Yeah. He, I've told this story before, but like a couple of years ago, and I mean a couple of years ago, he got a diplomatic delegation from Libya, and he asked them how Gaddafi was doing. He's not there. Uh, <laughs> that so he moves to consolidate power. He locks up hundreds of high-ranking Saudis in the. Uh, Riyadh Ritz Carlton, rush them up a bit, you know, for mm. reasons. Um, yeah, G give me all your bank accounts. All these guys are his uncles, yeah. more or less, yes. which is great. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, <laughs> Uncle it, Magic it, is just like torturing all of them. It's a lot of, a lot of Western capital that was that, investing that in that. That's going to be one awkward family reunion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like, hey, Uncle whoever, and he's just like, hey, remember when you tried to electrocute me in the bath? With a gold-plated toaster, because I fucking remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So uh, Western Capital sort of gets apprehensive at this point. Um, you know, they, they're, they're starting to say, do we want to invest in this absolute monarchy that does purges? Um, I thought this was a modern yes. progressive <laughs> absolute monarchy. Uh, that does purges. <laughs> so another big event is, of course, the assassination of dissident journalist Jamal Khashoggi uh, in 2018, right? Um, you know, they, they, they sort of uh, beat the guy to death in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, if I'm if I recall correctly, yeah, and then hacked uh, his not, body not, not ju- Yeah, not just yeah, they 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 beat him up. They 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 strangled him to death, and then they cut up his dead body, and then they got another guy who works in the embassy to dress in his clothes. Hitman three, and then go Hitman outside. Three. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I go mean, outside or to, or to put, pull the video and say that hey, he left the embassy. This is my, my favorite part, right? Like, is that we found out about exactly how this went down because Turkish intelligence was bugging the Saudi embassy, and so they <laughs> just they, 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 they just released that once again. Erdogan, being the worst person you know, makes a great point. And um, I mean, <laughs> seriously, this this is the power divide in the Muslim world at the moment is M- do you like MBS or do you like Erdogan? Two gigantic pieces of shit in different ways. Anyway, uh, but like my favorite detail about that tape is the Saudi ambassador uh, to Turkey is just like, hey, come on, guys, don't do this in my office. And they're just like sawing this guy apart. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. I just got this carpet, man. This, I think this, this this became an international incident solely because Khashoggi was a Washington Post contributor, right? Oh yeah, otherwise no one would have given yeah. a shit. And they barely gave shit when they yeah, actually I mean, got the, the it. Reason, so. The reason why they thought they could get away with it is because Khashoggi was like, he was sort of an insider for the longest time. He, like, they're an influential family, or they were in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And so this is, I, I think on MBS's end, this was seen as just like, well, I can torture a bunch of my uncles, I can kill this guy too, nobody's gonna give a shit. But what they didn't reckon with was sort of Western media solidarity with Western journalists. Yes. So like a lot of a lot of Western capital pulled out of Saudi Arabia like instantly, right? Which is of course why the Jeddah Tower is perpetually stalled around forty five floors up. Uh, wow! Yeah, this- no, it, it, it reminds me of um like a, how the um the ta- that tower in Pyongyang looks. Oh, oh the Ruyang yeah, Hotel, yeah, yeah. the Ruyang Hotel. Yeah, and it just stood there, and like all the windows were up, and it just it's just impossible not to see, and it's just kind of. And it's, it's not surrounded by anything in particular, so it's just you kind of forced to look at it. But one of the things is, of course, capital has short memory. Um, yep. And supposedly, this is going to start work early this year. They're going to restart work on this thing. Saudi Arabia's back, baby. And what it's yes. back with, it's Neom. It's Neom. 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 Shameless, you want to tell us about Neom? Oh, I would love to tell you guys about Neom, mainly because... We're two and a half hours in, and this is the thing that they and they brought me on to talk about. <laughs> um, listen, our our, is, our, our our hogs will wait, listen through anything. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. It, I was I was astounded to figure out that there are longer episodes in this, much longer. Um, yeah, beer so beats Neom, this by an hour, dude. Yeah, Neom is a um, it's a city out in Saudi Arabia's northwest. They proposed the mega city. That's, uh, I want to say, 22 times the size of New York City, and it's going to be basically all urbanized, um, or at least it, it conflicts between saying that we're going to preserve a ton of nature and also it's going to be like amazingly futuristic and um, 
like a, like a cyberpunk type thing. Um, yeah, like in larger than some countries like Lebanon, it's bigger than Lebanon, bigger than Israel. Um, the idea is that it would be the city of the future. Uh, one million residents by 2030. There's going to be they didn't they don't say this publicly, but they do say in the McKinsey consulting documents that they want animatronic dinosaurs, that they want glow in the dark beaches. They want an artificial moon alongside the real moon. Um, they want drone armies to do like constellations and like shows and do live streams like in space, uh, like in the sky. Um, they want to do like um, genetic engineering of humans. They want to do uh, mech battles, right? Uh, that mech, was one. Mech, yes, mech battles. I was yeah. about to say they're going to do mech battles. They want to have robotic maids. Just like like any like flying cars, obviously, yeah, flying obviously, cars. but. Everything, literally everything that you can think of, is probably in those documents. But like, it's also supposed to be like sort of they're they're making this a socially liberal special zone where like people can drink alcohol, women can drive cars, but like well, women can know. drive cars now. Finally, in the year twenty seventeen, <laughs> they could drive cars anywhere. But yeah, in Neom, Neom is supposed to have a separate judicial system from the rest of Saudi Arabia because right now they're still trying to catch up with the rest of the world. But in Neom, theoretically, you know, you wouldn't have to wait. You know, you can just go there and there's alcohol and, um, you know, you can do whatever you want. That's supposed to be kind of appealing to investors. But I believe the idea is we plaster over society's flaws by having a lot of attractive Instagram influencers, right? Mm. Uh, that, that's one part of it. Uh, I, I know the, the influencers are kind of, they're doing stuff out in like Jeddah or Riyadh. But um, right now, what they're focused on is just bringing in like very, very rich bankers, and then once they have enough things you could theoretically go to, then you can bring in you know the Nicki Minajs and the, uh, <laughs> the Instagram mm -hmm. people who have like five million followers, but you've never ever heard of in your entire life. Yeah, Curvis Blurt is gonna do a fucking live stream oh. from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Chris, Chris Del Chris is gonna fucking. Uh, Dude, yeah. I want to be an Instagram influencer so fucking bad. You're, yeah, like, you're, you're gonna have to change that, the spelling actually, of your name to Leom. Yeah, there's actually a company <laughs> called, called Bottomless that does. I'm gonna talk about this because I'm never gonna fucking do it. Called Bottomless, and they provide a subscription coffee service. And they DM'd me on Twitter. So let me know that if I did sponsored posts, I could get free coffee and this and that. And uh, I haven't done it just because no. of obviously set, my commitment to you, set, to you dumb idiots. Setting <laughs> my sights a little higher. Monster Energy, call me. Um, oh yeah, same. <laughs> After you get off the phone, uh, with Alice, I will you call absolutely. Me. I buy so much of your I, I will absolutely <laughs> podcast in like a, a Monster Energy branded fire suit, like a racing driver. Oh, yeah, yo, you and me both. We're gonna have to take turns with it. <laughs> <laughs> They're only gonna send us one. You can't podcast in a fire suit. No one will see the logos. You? Oh, I could podcast in anything. Yeah. Any thing. Good lord. <laughs> All right, so the first order of business was uh, once they managed to line up a bunch of capital because everyone forgot about Khashoggi, right? Um, you know, it's time to rev up the bulldozers. So they have to evict the people who already lived on the site of Neom. Oh, for God's sake, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the issue is, is that, like... I mean, we we talked about this earlier. Like, th there's a reason why they do all these developments out on the outskirts of the cities because already no one lives there. You can kind of do whatever you want, um, and th there's really you, you can just experiment, and there's not really a whole 
issue that you have to think about, like, where do people go necessarily? It doesn't always happen that way, but that's how it usually goes. But Neon, by virtue of it being gigantic, like unfathomably large as a city, you kind of have to think about, okay, so the thought process of MBS was initially that he was on Google Earth and he saw an area of the country that was kind of underdeveloped. This is not a joke. Like, if you want to look at the Wall Street <laughs> Journal piece, this is what they say is his thought process. Um, but he doesn't rec- he doesn't zoom in enough because I've looked on Google Earth. If you zoom in just a little bit, you can see if there are villages there, and there, towns like there. buildings there. Yeah, people live there. Well, one, yeah. one click yeah, of the mouse wheel. They have, they have names. Yeah, if he had just stuff. done that, then maybe like he would have thought about just making it slightly smaller. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. So maybe but you could because build around where to, people yeah. already live as opposed to on top of it. You know. Yeah, there is but a lot of that, vacant land, just not all of it is vacant. <laughs> yeah, the the issue is that they have to start development on the coastal areas first because no one wants to move into like the far interior of Saudi Arabia. But of course, because people live where water is, those tiny villages are by the coast, which they want to develop on. And I mean, these people don't live in like squalor or anything like people in Riyadh like to claim about them. They live in houses with like plumbing. And yes. streets. And um unlike Dubai. But but of course, but of course these houses like they just look like regular houses. They're not like a thousand feet tall skyscrapers that all the banks in the world have offices in. So they need to tear them down and they need to tear them down like like soon ish. Yeah. Um, and so something like 20,000 people need to be relocated or something. That was a BBC estimate. Um, and already uh, one person has died resisting the kind of relocation. Um, quite a few people have been arrested as well, detained. Uh, people, Tribal leaders have been paid off in order to denounce people who are resisting the other relocation. Uh, it's been a mess. It's been a real mess, like unusually so for like a kind of Gulf mega development of this kind. Because usually those messes are purely monetary, typically. This one is very firmly human-centered. Yeah, it's like people people don't like to be forcibly relocated, right? And there was... Uh, oh, no? Guy, uh, I just imagine yeah, yeah. podcasting from Neom and doing a stolen land acknowledgement, but like the stolen land was, <laughs> was stolen like a month oh, earlier. Oh, we would oh, have there the, was, there was a, have there was, the to be with influencers too. Like when, some 19 year old um, we've never heard of is in the suite next to ours. God. When, 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 that, when the, the first guy was killed, Abdurrahim al Huwaiti, when he was killed, there was a hashtag talking about hashtag Neom Limes Matter. Like they they are kind right. of trying to adopt that language and attempt to appeal to people, um, but the issue is is that you know Huwaiti Huwaita tribesmen, you know they're not Western media uh, sweethearts mm. like Khashoggi was, so nobody really cares. That's not a therapeutic right. Should have written more Washington like, Post columns. <laughs> they're like um, they're like uh, I want to say Bedouin, right? Or yeah, they're yeah they're better yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, the the Saudis have never liked them. Um, and, and I guess they're certainly following through on not liking them by, you know, shooting anyone who resists, uh, mm. relocation so they can put up hypothetically a city, whatever in the this is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so they, they, they killed this guy. They've relocated lots of other people. Right. And it's yeah. like, well, what, what have they done since then? What does Neom well, look like now? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, do, we, do we have do we have some photos? Do we see it? This is the most recent I... satellite image I could find. It yeah, looks, baby. Oh, yeah, so what we have here is an airstrip, right? Well, uh, well, mm, that, that 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 it's it's it is an actual airport that you can go to. Yes, I, I airport. this is a very long runway. I believe it can take most <laughs> uh, airliners, right? Yeah. Um, so they can go to the one parking spot, mm-hmm. um, and then over here are a set of three royal palaces and two golf courses. Got to get the good real estate early. Yeah, gotcha. and then there's um, some construction staging over here. Cool. And that's Neom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, no, you're, you're forgetting. Yeah, you're, well, you're forgetting that there is a, some town yeah. up here. <laughs> if you look, if you look on the Google Maps, it's like it is like where they house the workers. And there is a um, there's a bank branch there, and there is a dormitory, and that is it. There is oh, mostly oh just God. like empty streets, like they have not like even a Five Guys. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> not even a Five Guys. Oh my God! So one of the things, the most recent thing, though, that everyone wants to know about, uh, despite all this Western investment, it seems like uh, Mohammed bin Salman has had to scale down his plans for a mega city. But in addition to scale, he's only scaled them down in one dimension. <laughs> <laughs> so, as, as, I don't, I don't know what inspired this. So I'm going to speculate here. Um, back in the 1970s, late 1960s, there was an Italian radical architecture cooperative called Super <laughs> Studio. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> 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 they made a, they did a, they did a, a, a an exhibit, I think, at, at at one of the big architecture exhibitions of the time, called uh, uh, the Continuous Monument, right? And it's mm-hmm. this is a sort of commentary on a relationship between modernist urban totality, and there's a lot of academic language and like description to this that I don't understand, um, right? But you can sort of see like it's it's, it's like. You know, this this continuous monument would encircle the world, you know, in this linear urban totality, right? So the be- as best as I can tell, uh, what happened was is MBS saw this thing and not understanding co- uh, context or subtext or irony. He said, yeah, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Do it. So we get the line, the line. The idea is they're gonna make a 170 kilometer long linear city. That goes from the coast, where the golf course is, to the desert, where there isn't a golf course yet, but I'm sure they'll build one. One of their arguments was old uh, traditional cities couldn't cope with growth because we've forgotten how to put up buildings, I guess. What? Um, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that doesn't even make any fucking sense. No, just, I, okay, I... I I, I am I'm happy that I was placed on this podcast for this specific reason because I've been I've been wondering about this forever. So the idea is that this is going to be an innovative way. I agree, it's innovative. Nobody thought of this before because there's a reason why nobody thought of this it before. Is very but the new. public transportation system, like it's supposed to be, the idea is that you could traverse the entire length of it within 20 minutes. Okay, yes. very fast maglev train. However, this seems extremely vulnerable to literally any problem. Because like the reason why you spread out a city is because you need to have like redundancy. 
other redundancy, redundancy in places that you can go go through. Redundancy. If there's only one redundancy. If, redundancy. The, Department oh of Redundancy Department. Redundancy. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just like, like just this, it seems incredibly <laughs> inconvenient. No, it's uh, I, 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 I'm curious every time I see this map of the city. It's, it's, it's very strange because yeah, 20 minutes end to end, right? So it's like yeah. I, you need to go something like 300, 400 uh, miles an hour to do that, but you need to average that, which means the top speed needs to be much higher, right? But from an acceleration oh yeah. standpoint, that seems dangerous <sighs> to life and limb. <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I remember seeing something like, I mean, this, this would require faster trains than literally anywhere exists in service on Earth right now. But there are faster trains than that, but they're extremely experimental. I, but theoretically, you would need to, like, f- figure this out at some point very quickly, like in 20, we're by 2030. We're bringing vacuum maglevs back. Well, I, I, oh, I, I believe, yeah. if you look at the diagram, I believe they're, they're assuming Elon Musk's Hyperloop works. Um, <laughs> well, and that's well, what that's going to be, right? Let's see if it pays off. Um, and there's invisible layer of infrastructure here which is like the service layer, and it'll be AI bullshit moving your stuff, which means it'll just be low-paid workers. That's the same as AI, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they're not going to be able to fucking automate half of the shit that they want to. It's going to be a million Filipino maids in like one layer just getting beaten. Uh, It's great. I've seen two versions of this diagram. One here says AI-enabled transport right here. Another one says Metro. Um... (laughs) It's the spine uh, layer. I, I guess AI makes things go faster, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> right, that's what yeah. that's what they're studying in Mustar. Right. If, if you AI something, it means it's better, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. That that is the crux of like the selling point I, <laughs> of of the line, in that everything is AI. Therefore, it's it's better. It's more streamlined. It's just you want to live there, but I, like. Not, not necessarily. Like I, I, it needs to go beyond that. But I, does explain it. I don't think anyone's quite come to terms with the fact that AI doesn't exist. Like we don't have AI. <laughs> 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 like I, I don't know. You can have like uh, the Google Smart City is like the same thing. Like we don't actually have AI. We have no. like so chatbots. Essentially, you can build, like uh, there are very sophisticated like automatic metro systems out there. They're not AI. <laughs> No, no, no. So AI, AI is when a computer talks to you in a sexy lady's voice, and the more it does oh. that, the more AI the it more is. AI it is. Yeah. Oh my god! I, the, the, when I saw this diagram, all I could think of is like old nineteen twenties diagrams of cities of the future, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yes! <laughs> How you like, may live and travel in the city of nineteen fifty? Yeah. There's actually a few streets in New York City that, if you look at a cross section, they're not too far off from this. Oh, the Zeppelin, though. Big <laughs> yeah, fan of ze- that. Missing the Zeppelins, right? None yeah. of these diagrams ever sort of uh, gave us an idea of how they would handle intersections, right? Which I believe is <laughs> well, I mean, something the line has sold. They, they've, thought about, they've clearly <laughs> thought about it enough where they think, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. know the thing about intersections. What if we had a city where there are no what if there intersections? There weren't any, right? And, and yeah, then it yeah. works. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my God! Yeah, yeah. yeah these these were the uh, the news graphics on the, uh, the Arab news piece. God, it's like, look, you can go. It, to- <laughs> it, it, I, I am wondering about the mountain part. 
because theoretically it's a straight line, but it's not flat like the rest, like like the coastal areas or the desert. Yeah, it's yep. a mountain range. Yep. Do you cut through it? Yeah, gonna have to. Just, I think you're just gonna have to build a tunnel. Yeah. Which is I just, it just seems to be. Just, why not? Why not stop the line? <laughs> Unfortunately, our mountain, our mountain segment of the God. line is all built underground, and we've constructed a society of Morlocks. So I think ideally the line would just keep going all the way around the Earth. Yeah. That's the natural. Well, you, know, you can't have everything end. in this world, all right. <laughs> the natural end of the line is it just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> So you know, it, 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 it's it's kind of an interesting thing. You know, you, you look at you look at this, and it's like, well, what is going on? Is this is there any redeeming value here, or is it just grift? <laughs> I think it's just grift. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what 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 I what I theorize, which I think is the most funny possible theory, is that in the Wall Street Journal piece initially, they were talking about how um, McKinsey was talking to MBS, and they were saying, hey. Um, we're noticing that there's no street plan here for Neom. Maybe it would be better for investors if they had like a street plan that they could go off of and like maybe think about investing. And then MBS got really angry <laughs> and uh, said, we don't need streets. Um, in 2030, we will have flying cars. So my okay. theory is, is because they've, they've been building roads in the rest of Neom, they had to compromise. And he said, okay, I still want a part of the city that has no streets. But it's gonna be in a straight line. That was all that they got. They gave even if even if there's no cars, you even if there's flying cars, you still need streets because you need yeah, like I, no, you it, need it's to not, know where to not, put the windows on the buildings. <laughs> <laughs> you need to know where people aren't going to put a building next to your building so you can put a window there. <laughs> no, it's, it's all it's all built like Katal Hayuk. It's like a Neolithic uh, mountain city. So I'm, like, I'm confused. It's like, is he just going to offer a huge plot of land for sale and just say, like, okay, you 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 can just draw a line somewhere and you own that, <laughs> and you have no concept of how that will interconnect with anything else. I, very I, I have no idea how the ownership of Neom is supposed to work. If it's just going to be like TikTok influencer houses or what? Yeah, oh, I mean, the whole thing. You're doing is a highly a TikTok house. Yeah, but like also you're doing this sort of highly centralized, highly centrally planned thing, and then presumably at some point you're going to have to sign all of this over to landlords, right? And like your various, uh, various uncles and nephews and brothers and and so on and so forth. But like. And they're just gonna do their own thing. What's to stop them from just being like, yeah, I'm just gonna build my own development that's orthogonal to the line. I'm gonna build a perpendicular line. Uh, you know. So yeah, this is great. So many competing lines. None of them are connected. <sighs> Isn't that with what each a other. society is? Many competing I, lines. I hope not. <laughs> so like this is the paradigm of the, of the Petra state, is you know, this entire this highly sustainable supposedly city in the middle of the desert, which is basically a big TikTok house. So you gotta ask the question, wh what if this was like a, a nice Scandinavian social democracy? How would they Christ. be spending their petrodollars? 
like probably just something like kind of maybe nicer looking slightly. Well, it's going to be like, some other mega project, but it's going to be like sock them. I, I appreciate Let's find out. Horizon- oh, God damn it. Oh, God damn it. No. No. There's more. Okay. All right. All right. One slide. All right, all right. One we're, slide we're, only. We'll blast yeah, through this. Yeah, okay, exactly. Okay. okay. <laughs> I thought it was just. I thought. I thought Justin was just being like, "Hey, like, wouldn't it be crazy if like the Norwegians made it?" No, no, no. no he's got a slide prepared. There's, he's got. He's got things prepared for this. There's, there's only two. There's only three significant slides left. Um, they're going to go quick. Significant. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, okay, all right. Um, you know, Norway gets a lot of its money from oil. Here, here's here's a reindeer. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to. That's amazing. It's got, uh, you know, they store up a lot of their oil money in a big fund. It's the world's largest sovereign wealth fund, something like one. Oh, 1. Uh, how much 4, is it? Do you know? One point four trillion dollars. Five trillion. Oh wow! I mean, the Saudis plan to get their uh, sovereign wealth fund up by twenty thirty is only by only to get it up to uh, the one trillion. Mm. So mm, pretty good. So they, they, how, they and yeah, how come there's no stereotypes about fucking Jan Pearson coming up and buying all of your shit? You know. Oh, because Jan Pearson has to wait for his pension. Oh, Jan yeah, Pearson true. has. They own something like two point three percent of all stocks in Europe. Yeah, I know, but nobody's <laughs> making jokes about them doing it. Is my point? Because yeah, yeah. they don't want to piss you off don't their see owners. Many Aventadors <laughs> with the uh, Norwegian flag. <laughs> like, so I would respect that more. <laughs> Getting pulled over by a Norwegian cop and a Bugatti Veyron. They. They use, there's $195,000 in that fund for every Norwegian. They use the stuff to, they just pay out pensions with it, really. Sometimes they plug up budget holes. They have a whole bunch of ethics rules where they like, they don't invest in companies that build nuclear bombs or grow tobacco, cause severe environmental damage, blah, blah, blah. But that being said, they still have enough revenue left over that they still spend it on dumb shit. So we're going to talk about European Route E39. This goes from Denmark to uh christian sand norway or excuse me through through uh to albert no to trondheim excuse me jesus yeah. left trondheim, is up, trondheim is up here yeah wait hang on one second just one second just one second three hours mm-hmm. Oof. yeah this is this is this is incredible Shame right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no it's, well, fine. Bad, it's fine it's fine it's <laughs> fine i i I am I am intrigued with how like the path has been going. Like I watched like a seven hour movie like a couple days ago. Oh, like, I saw the I, Twitter like, thread. <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of I've I've gone insane. Yeah, this is like, this is fine. this is the Irishman of podcasts. <laughs> Honestly, we might we might go over the runtime of the Irishman. <laughs> I heard you so- paint houses, but only with one line. <laughs> so. One of the things about European Route E39 in Norway, there's lots of ferries over fjords, right? Yeah. There's, um, I think, 20 or 30, something like that. Um, and Norwegian government has said, well, let's use our petrodollars to get Bridge. rid of these ferries, right? Uh, well, the thing about fjords is they're Bridge. very deep and they're very wide. So it's impractical to build a bridge. So they've decided to, there's a number of absurd engineering projects they're undertaking at a mind-boggling scale, oh. uh, mostly tunnels. Um, 
So, for instance, this is the Grog Fest. B- putting the all of my, my roulette tokens on future WTYB Tunnel Fire episode. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, this is, this is just north of Stavanger, which is a mid-sized city in Norway. Mid-sized Norwegian <clears throat> city is a small city everywhere else. Um, <laughs> you know, this is a wide and tricky body of water, so what they've decided to do... What they, what they have now is they have two tunnels. This is a tunnel here. There's another tunnel over here. And you go up here and you take a ferry. What they decided to do is, well, we're gonna, for this segment of the route, we're going to build a 17-mile tunnel that's going to go out to this remote <coughs> island that five people live on. And then it's going to keep <laughs> going. Right? <laughs> <laughs> But it also has a ramp to get up to that remote island. This is so cool. Okay. Um, you know what tunnels I, need is intersections. Oh. <laughs> yes. Like that um, undersea one with the jellyfish? Hell yeah. It's it's um yeah, that's that's Denmark in um yeah, in what yeah. the, the I was Faroe just Islands. That many people brought that up yeah. on your Faroe Islands post. Oh my god. This is a se- oh, oh my god, me man. You wrote these notes. This is true. So this is a 17-mile road tunnel that will go 1,286 feet underwater. Uh, And they started work on this in January 2018. I don't understand why you would put your money into this. Like, uh, I guess it's cool that you save a bit of time, but again, I I don't... This is ridiculous. (laughs) If road tunnels are a bad idea... I, I don't I don't understand why why they're doing this. Too much money, reindeer heads. Because um, you have so yeah, much I mean, money. If you yeah, don't have exactly. an, like like if you don't have enough money that you can physically yeah, spend, I think yeah. I think like, I think that's the thing. Spend on whatever. Yeah, that's the that's the Elon Musk problem, right? Instead of building, t- that's the Elon Musk problem. Like, and I imagine it does work on an institutional scale. Like Elon Musk, as we've discussed. Could have like taken his whatever one hundred and fifty billion dollars and just fucked off already, but because it, mm. at some point wealth simply does not matter. Like when you have one point four trillion dollars, you you start doing stuff like okay, I'm gonna how can we I'm gonna tie this all together, right? And margins? I'm gonna have some a closing I, I, thought here. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna thank say God. this as thank a way Jesus. of closing out the episode to I, make I, I, I thank you, Marshall. I'm gonna make yeah. Justin close out the episode with this, and that is that we can think of all of this stuff as like a safety release valve for money. Like you have too much of it, it builds up in your yes. society. You need to do Great something point. to get rid of it. And what you do is you build a bridge that nobody's gonna drive on. You build a tunnel that's gonna kill everyone who uses it. You build a city in a hundred and seventy kilometer long line. Yes. Uh, you you build the world's largest flagpole. <laughs> you do pretty much anything. You build the world's largest sex dildo to fuck yourself in the ass with. Anything in order to stop the petrodollars yes. from building up and building up and building up. And then you sort of crash the economy. I mean, I guess the other option is you just plow it all into treasury bonds, which is not petrodollars, but in regular dollars, what China's been doing. But then the downside of that is you end up owning most of the US and you are then handcuffed to an idiot for the rest of your life, which is not good either. So, <laughs> yes. I think that's so important that's, is that our economy exactly is really right. cool and it works really yeah. well. Yeah. I, yeah. Like yeah. The, I like the system that we have. Well, good podcast, everyone. <sighs> so, this is under. Con- yeah, yeah, good podcast. <laughs> this is under construction. Another it's one they're doing in the next couple of years is they're okay. trying to figure out how to build a submerged. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last one. 
They're trying to build. <laughs> yeah, keep they're okay. trying to build a submerged floating tunnel under some of these fjords, which is either going to be anchored to the ground or it's going to be. Okay, anchored what happens by to it? What, ha- what happens when a guy the, runs uh, a submarine into it? I, what, uh, uh, we don't know. Uh, nothing good. I kind of look like the tunnels. <laughs> we don't confused. know. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of look blank and confused. They're just like, what am I doing here? This is Which just, ties into no. my question of Roz. What am I still doing here? We're finishing out the podcast. It's one okay. last, we got the last slide. I here. love you, buddy. Even, I love you, buddy. Even social democracies can't spend yep. petrodollars responsibly. It's a shitty thing to have. Leave it on the ground. Uh, also, abolish the profit motive in capitalism and stock trading. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yep. Uh, Fuck skip you. and save Sorry. Your third. Next time. Our Sorry, ne- guy. Ne- next episode is That's on right. the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. Seamus, thank you so much for sticking with us for a uh, three-hour goddamn yes, sh- podcast. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Sorry about that. You know, it's like Justin. Justin asked me, like, I want to see like at the hour and a half part. <laughs> he said, like, do you have any time constraints? No, it's fine. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, like, no, because like I don't want I don't want to be rude, and I think okay, like I've only unfortunately you spoke to the only the only third like, of this podcast that would take that one hundred percent literally. <laughs> also, you, we 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 should do some self promotion. <laughs> yes. yeah. Article I, about the line. You should plug that. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. If you are if, <laughs> yeah. if you are one of the three people who got to the end of this podcast, <laughs> um, I have a Substack You're a host now. <laughs> I have a Substack that you can subscribe to. For five dollars a month, uh, I do a lot of reporting on like Middle Eastern affairs, um, stuff that you really aren't going to get from a lot of English-speaking outlets. Uh, I go right to original language sources, get the stuff. Um, the article that they invited me on <laughs> for and they discussed for ten minutes uh, was Neom and the Line. I, I wrote pretty extensively about the problems that's been going on there. Uh, it's called Neom: The Line to Oblivion. Um, that there's going to be, I'm not going to spell out my, my sub stack because I <laughs> we literally will put have no a way link to spell in my the own name anymore. Um, go down, we'll put in the, put yeah, in put the link in the and you yes. can go to that and subscribe. It would mean a lot to well, me. We have now murdered you, yes. <laughs> I've been on this for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed myself. Never again. However, however. Yeah. Like, for, for the first and last and only again. time on Well, There's Your Problem, Seamus Malacastalu, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you've been on here yeah, almost as much time you've been on true. Trash Future. That's literally yeah, yeah. true. Totally. I was, oh, God. I was talking to Corinne before we started recording, and I said, it shouldn't run that long. I know Roz had trouble getting notes. And she said, you always no, say that. No, the last one was I an said, hour. No, no, it's going to be fine. I know, like, notes on this are going to be a pain in the ass. And I, that's exactly what I said, like a dumb asshole. And I, I said, we have a guest, and those always run longer. Maybe, maybe an hour, 45 minutes. I am looking at Zencaster right now. This is going to go very nearly as long as 9-11. And by the end of that, I was, and I love you very dearly, Roz. You're my best friend, ready to beat you unconscious with a pipe. All right, not a second longer. I am calling it here. Time right, of right, death. This, this, we're, we're done. This is the end End of the podcast. No, shut the fuck up. Oh, shut the fuck up. Safety third? No, no. No! <laughs> no, we said we weren't doing that. All right, it's the end of the slideshow. Good morning, afternoon, evening, regular night. I have a story. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, we're Bye, done. Everybody. We're going to stop the faster, if oh, I can find God. it. Yeah. Serious. Oh, uh, thanks for coming on. <laughs> putting up with us. Uh, <laughs>
Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Hilarious. All right. Someone please, for the love of God, stop this recording. <laughs>